Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. a podcast i come up with new and different ways to do that but oh my god you guys less than 24 hours since we last talked since our marathon conversation <laughs> last night we got a whole new Cavs team a whole new team no nickelback well no because we don't know who <laughs> they really are you know <laughs> It reminds me of uh, 2008 when the Cavs traded away like six players. Okay, here you go. LeBron gonna be a rock star. There you go. <laughs> yeah, except in 2008, I feel like well, I feel like they they have a better shot of getting out of the East anyway. Right, but they also <laughs> didn't just trade for the rotting corpse of Anton Jameson either. Like, That's true. All these guys are young, except for George Hill. All well, you know they would have are... they would have traded for Amari Stoudemire, but <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to give Sorry, up JJ Hicks. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started. I'm really punchy tonight. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I was up late last night, but no, it's funny because so like, what were you guys doing throughout the day? Is kind of because they all hit within the span of like a half hour. It wasn't even that. It was like it was literally like a, I I went and timed it. It was five minutes and twelve seconds. All of them together. Yeah. Well, there were only really. Well, I guess the Wade thing came came a little bit later, but no, it didn't not much. for me. Like, so for me, um, it was so funny because you made <clears> fun <throat> of me for it too because I I heard the rumor of Clarkson and Nance. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I totally want in on that, and then yeah. Then when then it, it happened, happened, it feel, felt like it, there was about 10 minutes there between maybe a little longer between Nan, the Nance deal and then the other deals. But maybe I just was not catching up on it. But and then I was like, ah, why did they give up a first round pick for that? And yeah, and then like in the vacuum, I wasn't thrilled about it. But in combined with all the other ones, I was super yeah. thrilled about it. Right. Yeah. That's how I felt, too. When yeah. I first saw that i was like all right and then i'm I'm getting um chat updates and it's like wait and we gave up a first round pick so at first i was really concerned we gave up the nets pick but i was in like a meeting so i couldn't you know just yeah. dive into my phone so it was so painful I, today. I, was, I was excited and then i was like wait what did we do and then when i got back to the office I start getting crazy texts from people like, "Oh my yeah. god, you like, were being lodge carpet bombed." Yeah, I had uh, I had a ten thirty meeting originally scheduled and I canceled it. I just <laughs> I just called the guy. I was like, "I you know I just can't do it. I've got I got to see what happens at the trade deadline." Did you and really was like, say that? Yeah, he was like, he was like, "Dude, I totally get it." So <laughs> I mean, I work awesome. from I work mainly from home anyways now. So okay, that's awesome. It was, that it was, that it was you, an easy thing. You were able to make that work. 
Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I was just, I couldn't, oh, I, I, I was I, I literally posting memes about how, or re, re, t- reposting memes about how desolate it was, like with tumbleweed. I think yeah. uh, SI, <laughs> SI had a tumbleweed thing and it was just like, nothing's happening, whatever. And then all of a sudden it was just, just bomb, just bomb after bomb after bomb. I didn't even see the George Hill thing. Because it was originally it was kind of kind tacked of buried onto the in end. there, yeah, yeah, it was tacked onto the end of the of the Utah thing, and I was like, "Wait, what? George Hill? Am I? Is this a typo? Am I missing this too?" And and they they had done the kind of the three way deal with with Utah and Sacramento, and you know, with the Joe Johnson piece going to the Kings, and and then George Hill coming to. The, I was like, couldn't believe it. So yeah, it was it was crazy and. Yeah, I mean, it was a nutty day, and it was funny because you guys both gave me a hard time about stuff I well, tweeted because, well, no, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> so the first one, you were talking about the tumbleweeds, and I had this one that said, Dan Gilbert's going to totally screw this up. And oh, then, that's right. <laughs> hold on. I, I got to get I gotta get our boy, Eli, Eli Kim in here. Oh, and the Korean Channing Fry has to wave bye to the... The real Channing the real... Fry? Yeah. Eli, yeah, already, that already sounds bad from the car. Are you driving, Eli? No. I'm, oh, I'm you're home? Okay. We were, we were concerned because we no, were saying here. friends don't let friends drive in pod. No, no. I'm with I'm with my parents now, and uh, I'm not driving. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. All right. That's good. Um, yeah, so we were just kind of talking about how your day went, like just trying to process everything happening at once. Like, where yeah. were you today? What was going on, like, as you were trying to concentrate on having an actual life when the calves were, when wads drop, bombs were dropping all over the place? So it's funny. Today, I'm, uh, I'm work. I work in, uh, finance and we basically invest in properties. So I'm down in Florida. Well, um, on yesterday's podcast, you were an accountant. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I thought you were an accountant. Did you no. hear that? Did you hear that part, Eli? That's, no, I haven't had a chance to listen. That's uh, keep up. <laughs> I was well, like, that, that one will not, probably be lost. An account. And then they're like, really? I thought he was. I, was I like, thought you uh, were an accountant. No, it's totally fine. All you money guys are the same to me. Yeah, we're all <laughs> filthy lucre. I know. <laughs> but um, basically, I was uh, touring apartment complexes. I was wearing a Cavs Nike polo today because it's like a hot day in Florida. And... Uh, this guy that was like showing us this property was like, "Hey, you know, you guys just made a trade, and I think you guys got fleeced." <laughs> I love that. that like, good. he's got to give you. Well, I Twitter. give that grade a B, th- B minus. <laughs> he's got to give you his trade grade, <laughs> like yeah. on the spot. Well, <laughs> the ironic thing is, we we're like checking out this property with an indoor basketball court, a full court indoor basketball court that the residents use. Wow. And he was like, do you like basketball? I'm like, yeah, obviously. And he's like, well, the Cavs just made a trade. I don't think it's a good one. <laughs> so that He didn't happens. tell you what it was. He just No. So then I had, to, yeah, I had to excuse myself. And then I went to the restroom. And I saw that uh, that was dropped the bomb. And I was, at first when I saw, I think Shams, he tweeted that it was just the players involved. I was like, okay, I can kind of see that. Like the Lakers are trying to clear cap space. And, you know, the price of taking on Clarkson, who's a decent player, um, we gave him two expiring deals, and it's sad to see Channing Fry go. But, you know, it's not a bad deal. 
But then I kept scrolling, and then I saw that we included our first-round pick. And I was just like, why? That makes no sense. If anyone should be getting the pick, it's us because – or the Cavs, sorry. Because, you know, they're taking on that extra money for uh, the next two yeah. years with Larson. So I saw that happen, and then um, I was just – I couldn't focus on actual life. And, <laughs> yeah, well, so I think I left we all went through my, that a little bit. Yeah. yeah so week. I left my phone in the car for the next – I looked at, like, six properties today. So, the, like, the next property I, like – go through. I leave my phone in the car because I'm like, I don't want to be distracted. Come back in, I have like 45 text messages from all my <laughs> friends who call me like the Korean uh, Dan Gilbert. <laughs> and they're like, do you like it or not? And so I'm now, just, you're the, now you're the Korean Dan Gilbert? <laughs> <laughs> or are you now like, the Korean Kobe Altman? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, that might not be a bad nickname to pick up after today. And yeah, yeah. I, the winter of Corby saw the trade. is looking better than the summer of Corby. Yeah, for sure. I don't think we can call him Corby anymore. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think you can. He's a. Did you he's see? A, did you see his press conference where he said he felt yeah. like we were on a death death march? That's he was very he was very Griffin esque in that press conference. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Describe the press conference to me because I didn't get to see it at all. Well, I can read you some excerpts from it if you yeah, want. There you go. Yeah. Um, here, let's see. I posted a few of them. So he said things like, uh, about D Wade, Wade was pushed out by youth Osman, who felt it was only fair to move D Wade out of respect. Uh, and he, that he spoke, that he spoke to LeBron about the move said, I think we're going to get a rejuvenated LeBron James. And that's the key. Um, he said that he wanted to be patient and wanted it to work out but he became worried that the team was marching a, marching to a slow death. Um, he said about Larry Nance Jr., how cool is it for him to come home? The kid was borderline in tears when I talked to him today. Um, awesome. He said, let's see. He said, I think we got back in the Kyrie Irving trade. What we got back in the Kyrie Irving trade was pretty good. Did it fit? Did it work? Probably not. My former coach always said, this is his good quote. My former coach always said, "You want fountains, not drains." I think that's <laughs> I think that's what we brought in guys who will add to what we're doing. And I then like he says, it. "I hope I hope LeBron is." He says he hopes LeBron will be re-energized. That's a key. He said says he already sees a difference in James. He's the guy who's going to take us back to the promised land. Well, there you go. He sees a renewed sense of joy in LeBron James after the trades. I know for a fact he's excited about each edition. And the report that came out earlier from McMenamin today said that um, said that LeBron he apparently Kobe talked to LeBron before the Minnesota game last mm-hmm. night, told him about the trades they were thinking about and the moves they were thinking about making, and then he went out and played that game last night. So is <laughs> every and and did the chest bump at the end too. So is every reason to believe that. LeBron was playing that game with the renewed energy he got from knowing what these guys were doing. And knowing that this was the last game he'd have to play with Isaiah Thomas. With Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Uh no, I was I was in total shock. So the funny thing about the the um the Nance trade is that like it's one of those it's like, you know, lowered expectations I'd heard, oh well the Lakers are shopping Clarkson and they're trying to dangle Nance out there to get somebody to bite. And if I hadn't read that tweet first, 
I probably would have been like, oh, this is a good trade even for the Cavs pick. But the fact that I did read that tweet first kind of totally colored my expectations. And then, you know, later, later I was really happy about it because I really like Larry Nance, the player. Um, I think he's going to be fantastic for the Cavs. I think he's going to be starting at center inside of a month. Well, according to the reports, that's the reason they asked for the, for the pick. They weren't going to give the Cavs Nance without the pick. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I was thinking about is that I kind of wonder how many of these, they obviously had all these things going at once. And I kind of feel like if magic had gotten wind that all these other things were going on at the same time, he might not have wanted to help the Cavs out and give LeBron a reason to stay. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, probably why they why they did the that that dream first. Yeah, right. first yeah. No, I I totally get that. And then it was like boom, 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 and like they probably had the rest of them all lined up already. And yeah, I mean, I'm super thrilled. Uh, well, did you guys know that thirty years ago, basically today, or at the at the trade deadline? It may not have been today because I know the trade deadline at one point was like Christmas Day, but I'm I'm pretty sure back then in in 1988 it was it was still like February ish. Uh, was when Larry Nance Senior was traded along with Mike Sanders for uh, Kevin Johnson, uh, David West, and the pick, which became Dan Marley. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, and, the, and then the big has he said whether he's going to wear his dad's old number? They'd have to bring it down out of the rafters, I guess. Yeah, right? but I I mean like no one else in the league would ever have that opportunity, but that I mean you got to think Larry Senior would be tickled by that. Well, I think he's tickled that his son's going to be home cuz oh, they yeah. still live in they still live in the in the in area. Hitchfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh I I actually ate lunch at an Applebee's um, in in Wadsworth while Larry Nance and his whole family was there. And at that time, uh, Larry Nance Jr. was was pretty young. So, yeah, I've, I've eaten an Applebee's with Larry Nance and Larry Nance Jr. So I've got that going for me. Which is nice. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys want to start breaking down kind of how these guys fit on the Cavs. You just want to keep gushing. You want to do a victory lap, Tom, for your Dan Gilbert article. Uh, well, we need to get to all of that, but I I think really the most important thing we need to do is try to break down these players. You know, because no, I honestly like I know EG. I'm looking to you to tell me about Clarkson and Nance because sure. I have not watched a lot of Laker ball, and um, honestly, I have not really seen. I mean, these are all Western Conference players, so we only really yeah. see it live twice a year. Um, I remember, you know, years of George Hill, and so I like him based on that. Obviously, he's leading the league in three-point shooting, so that is buoying my fondness for him. But um, did, yeah, well, you see the, did you see the low quote on him about how he's, like, being super judicious this year, and that's why yeah. he's... Three point shooting yeah. so high, but but Lowe's. I'm I, I read Lowe's piece, and honestly, it was exactly everything. At least when it came to Hill, it was exactly what I was thinking. Like he has a line where he says he will perk up in Cleveland. Hill is the sort of secondary player who looks better on a good team. That yeah. is that to me is the Boris Diaw effect. Like oh, a guy that yeah. couldn't get Absolutely. off the bench on a seven win Charlotte team the next season is playing for a chip in. Uh, in San Antonio, um, that's how I feel about George Hill, a guy that, you know, a- anytime you got 
guys that aren't big shot creators on bad teams or teams that don't have an elite shot creator, they struggle. I mean, think of how the Cavs, you know, people like to joke about, oh, you know, LeBron left a 60-win team and then they won like five games next season. Therefore, LeBron was worth like 55 wins or whatever. And that's all silly because all of the value that guys like Anthony Parker and Mo Williams created, um, you know, now they were out of their element trying to be the main shot creators where if LeBron is stirring the drink, their value being very good spot up shooters um, gets elevated. I feel like George Hill is the same kind of player where if you put him on a team that doesn't have um, that kind of elite scoring or someone that, that can draw attention while he can spot up. Yeah. I mean, I could see how he'd be super judicious or whatever, but well, and, 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 I'd like to think on the Cavs, you know, he'll elevate him, his game a little more. Well, he's going to have, I mean, look, all he really needs to be is that, that steadying force somebody else to handle the ball so LeBron doesn't have to go through games where he's got six and seven turnovers because he's actually got somebody who can competently run an offense and get him the ball and get the ball to other shooters and it isn't going to be it can hit shots for sure can certainly hit spot up threes as he's done this year selectively for Sacramento but the big improvement will be defensively because even though he slipped this year, again, it's on a bad Sacramento team. Right. You know, last year, last last year with Utah, his his def- he he was like what like one of the top four defensive point or combo guards in the game. Like he he helped really kind of cement that the, their defensive effort on, on that side. So you know, you, you got to believe. I mean, it'll probably take a little while again because you're they're basically incorporating an entire half of a new team. Yeah, he was sixth the rotations he, down. But. He was sixth in defensive RPM last season. And really he was fifth because if you if you filter out Michael Carter Williams who hardly ever didn't even play twenty minutes a night. Right. But um, you know, it's Chris Paul by a mile, and then you have this log jam of Patrick Beverly, Drew Holiday, Kyle Lowry, uh, George Hill and Jerry and Grant, who those guys to me all stand out as really quality defenders at the point guard position. Even Jeremy yeah. Grant. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that about him. <laughs> Even Jerry Grant. What do you well, mean? He plays for Chicago. We see him like every third day. I feel like we yeah. watch Jerry and Grant. I never actually watched Jerry and Grant when he's in, <laughs> okay. I'll be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> like if you do, more power to you. No, but but clearly the I mean you the, know who was last in the NBA last year in uh, defensive RPM for point guards? Isaiah Thomas. The guy they traded away? Isaiah Thomas by a mile. Oh, yeah, by a mile. Like, <laughs> like, he's... like he's 78th out of 78, and here are the numbers for 74 through 77. Minus 3.08, minus 3.09, and you drop off a little bit. Oh, but that guy's Jordan Clarkson. Crap. <laughs> minus 3.39, minus 3.40, and then a stunning 0.5 drop to minus 3.89 for Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Well, he was also the best offensive point guard in, or the fourth best offensive point guard. Well, which, which he certainly wasn't this year, whether no, he's because he of the injury or, or just, you know, being in a, a system where he can't 
the offense can't run through him like it did. And that's the only time it ever did was when his time in Boston when he was a starter. Because most of the other places he's been, he's come off the bench and been effective. But then, do you know how? Do you know? Sorry to interrupt you. I I agree with all that, but I'm I'm just looking at this stat list, and it's making me rude. Um, You know how we've been like lusting after Patrick Beverly for like four years. So some of us have, yeah. So. <laughs> so George Hill <laughs> is basically the same has the same defensive RPM last year and like more than twice the offensive RPM. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's really solid offensive player, especially when he's not his team's first option. Like when he's the third option or the fourth option on the floor, he's got great floor spacing, great gravity, isn't going to turn the ball over, can run a little pick and roll, you know, he, LeBron doesn't have to bring the ball up every time. He's going to be a fantastic fit for this team. And yeah, but but the I'm guys even, I'm really excited about. <laughs> so I was about to get there, Eg. Yeah, go ahead. Um. Oh, I was just going to say. So, well, you go ahead. Well, I was going to chime in with Laker Laker uh, information. Oh, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. So, um, what's great about Nance and and why? Why I think uh, a lot of people were were t- you know were kind of coveting Nance, which is why I think the Lakers weren't going to part with him without a a first round pick, even though they have Randall, who's you know a, a little bit similar because they they play the same position. But the thing about Nance is he's got so much um, he's got such an ability to um, you know to 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 block not only block shots but but grab rebounds and just catch lobs and throw them down. But he's super athletic. There was a quote about him, and I can't remember if it was in the low piece or or um, maybe from McMenamin today. But uh, they were they were quoting somebody that that a source had talked about um, Nance, just saying that he's one of those rare guys that you only you only see once in a once in a while that plays literally every possession every time he's on every second that he's on the court he's thinking about how can i how can i do something to help the team the outcome get yeah, help my you know get something done this. and yeah, that's, and that's from the that's from the low piece that's what a, yeah. a scout or a, an agent told him yeah. right and so you just and, and he's and it's like that you go and you watch him live which i've done a few times over the last few years and it's just he just goes all out and he doesn't look for his shot. And that's another thing that they brought up too, which is why, I mean, they it got to the point where they kind of like, they have to kind of really force him to think about taking shots because he's not a bad shooter from, you know, from mid range. I mean, he's, he's not really a three point guy, but, um, but as far as like, you know, they, they encouraged him to not just be the lob and, you know, dunk and throw down guy, like take a shot when it's, when it's open and, and available to you. So I can see they're going to have to probably, Talk to him a little bit about that once he, you know, when he when he gets on the team with LeBron and the guys. But man, talk about just a guy who can run the floor. He's like a he's he's literally he's a, he's a a slightly taller, you know, Chetty Osman right now. I mean, that's the kind of guy you're gonna yeah. get. So you I see those two soon. guys. So you see those two guys, and he's just been in the league longer, and he's you know, and man, I mean, the shot blocking ability is just like his dad. The dunking ability. I mean, if you saw that. 
dunk over Kevin Durant earlier this year, which was the dunk of the year, really. And the dunk you know, of the year just, last year, I thought. Yeah, the dunk of the last year was over uh, Lopez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the dunk where the Brooklyn bench like kind of went crazy. They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help it. But, he, yeah. he, you know, it's interesting you said that because he doesn't actually block a lot of shots. So his blocks must just be impactful or you're remembering them because they're yeah. violent. Because they are. They are. I mean, block a lot yeah. of shots. Um, well, I feel 48. like he's a guy that if you put him in the right defensive system, <clears throat> though, that he can block some shots. And plus, well, like you said today, he's got an RPM over two. Plus, he gets a steal. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong stats. But, um, but yeah, his RPMs over two. You know, and well, his true shooting percentage has gone up every season. Right. His PER rookie season thirteen, second season fifteen and a half. This season it's almost up to twenty. Yeah. yeah. So I and didn't. While realize, he doesn't, I mean, I was a... like, this is a nice story. You know, Larry Nance's sons coming back. I love, I love Larry Nance growing up. He lived in my aunt's um, neighborhood in, in uh, Broadview Heights, and so she used to say he was like the nicest guy. He and his wife. So I texted her today to let her know that the Cavs just got Larry Nance. <laughs> and I've always liked him. I mean, we used to follow him yeah. back when, where did he, did he go to Washington or Wyoming? Uh, Wyoming, uh, okay. Wyoming yeah. Some Mountain West team. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching him in college thinking like, I wonder if he'll play in the NBA. Like doesn't look super skilled, but he's got a good body and he could jump out of the gym. He did the uh, Jordan dunk in college. You remember that? Like the yeah. uh, spread the legs in the air. But yeah, oh, yeah. The, more, the more I'm digging into stats and now listening to you talk, EG, and and reading Zach Lowe's piece, I'm like, dang. And then Rosillo actually thinks that of the four players the Cavs got, that Nance will be the best alongside LeBron. Oh, I agree so with you. That's Here's a lot the other of things. So Nance guy. doesn't get a lot of blocks, but he gets over he gets 1.4 steals a game, which translates out to 2.3 steals per 36 minutes. Which is a that's huge a number for a big. Yeah, that, that's a lot, actually, for a big. You're right. Yeah. Um, right. And just, although his foul I mean, rate... Maybe I, just remember, I just remember seeing him block block shots in person and seeing him affect, affect shots like that, too. Because the Lakers have him playing a lot of five right. when he here. So, which which I think, you know, I think he'll be playing four next to Tristan, I, I would imagine. I hope he'll be playing five instead of Tristan. <laughs> I don't think it until love comes back that'll happen. Yeah. You? Um I don't know. I mean we're 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 ta- I I think when love comes back that would absolutely be the Cavs best lineup. Would be Hill, Hood, LeBron, Love and Nance. I think that's just a brutal offensive lineup. Um that's going to really destroy some teams. Right. Well, I think, I mean, look, if I had to guess, and I, I, I'm, this is only guessing because I've been dead wrong on a lot of stuff the last two days. <laughs> um, I would guess that, that Ty, Ty will still keep, uh, Tristan and JR in the starting lineup for, for the short term well, and yeah, see how it, and see how it goes. Sake, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, again, I mean, especially on this team now, it feels like it's a lot less important about, Especially with the guys they traded away, a lot less important with who's starting, and <laughs> a lot more important with who finishes games. So, uh, speaking of well, starting, the so greatest... it's, a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting comp to Tristan Thompson this season. Both Tom, Tristan's averaging twenty point six minutes 
Ants is averaging 22.0 minutes, so they're really close in minutes per game. And um, basically, Nance is getting to the free throw line more. His field goal percentage is slightly higher. Um, his offensive rebound rate is higher. His defensive rebound is rate is higher. His assist rate is more than double. And that steal rate is really what stands out, like you said, Nate, because Tristan is 0.3 assist game. Larry Nance averages 1.4, which yeah, that's really high for a big man. Well, his yeah, wingspan yeah. is crazy, too. Yeah, and, and, and he's blocking more shots than Tristan right now anyway, so it's not like, you know, yeah, I mean... I mean, really a but this is geez. getting me pumped up about Larry Nance Jr. <laughs> well, I just want Joe Tate to unretire for, for one game just so he can he can say block by Nance. Nance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or wham with the right hand, whatever. But uh, I was always wham with two hands with Larry. Larry loves two handed dunk. Two handed junk. But his son can palm the heck out of that ball, man. He just he just rises up and dunks over the top of people. Yeah. Um, did you guys happen to read the uh the article, I think I posted it on our blog in the comments that it was from Hoops Hype that talked about how all, or at least Clarkson, um, Hood, and Larry Nance are like outstanding transition players. Yeah. That was really interesting. So the, there's that, some of the top, like literally like top 10 transition players in the league, to which, and you know, and you know which who should really improve the pace too. And you know who we didn't send out was Jeff Green. Yeah. He's also. So. We and, got rid of and guys. Guffman. That's well, my and, that's my name and, for the. And Chetty, how about and Chetty Osman, who yeah, yeah who's probably the, probably was the fastest guy on the team. Yeah. Indeed. I'll um, just say this before I'll let you guys get back into um, player evaluations. So I've read so many takes today, and they're all over the place. Like I, I felt like our blog really kind of we're all really happy and thrilled. Um, I saw a lot of people that were smart basketball people that thought, wow, this was pretty impressive. Um, there's other people that think, like, we just got, like, fleeced, and they don't know these guys' names and, like, what is going on. And then there's other national people that are sort of like, eh, you know, meh, whatever. But I think what people don't understand is Teron Liu can no longer play Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> right. or He's Derek, not allowed. Or Derrick Rose. Or Derrick Rose. Or Jumpert. <laughs> right. He, he wasn't doing that anyway, thank God. But he's not allowed. So yeah. that alone. Or, that's or a tam- Crowder, if he tries to play him now, it's a tampering charge. Exactly. <laughs> that alone may have been worth the Cavs' first-round pick. I am dead serious. Oh, I, I am I, yeah. dead serious. So now, if you're thinking, if you're approaching it from that vantage point, which says there's a lot of talent on this team, and their problems are – being dispirited and chemistry and total lack of defense. And, oh, they're playing guys like Isaiah Thomas heavy minutes, and he's just destroying the locker room chemistry. It's so much addition by subtraction. It's shocking. And now you're giving me guys that are young and athletic and don't have this sort of they're, – they're walking into this situation without um, all that toxic air about them. And it sounds like from – listening to you eg and then reading the low article that larry nance and i even i was hearing like stephen a smith and all these random people were going on to be like larry nance jr is a quality locker room guy so big win in my opinion no he's his father he's his father's son he is uh you see interviews with him i mean he's he is a humble kid he knows where he comes from 
you know, he's not flashy. I mean, he was a four-year, he was a four-year uh, athlete at Wyoming. At Wyoming. Yeah. He's, he's, He's only been in the league. This is only his second year in the league, but he's 25. And granted, I mean, look, I love the thing. I think I, I love, I love that they got younger. They get yep. Cavs got. They showed a stat on on the jump today that that the Cavs got got effectively three collective years younger. You know, they went from like average mean age, like one of the oldest teams at like 30.3 or one or something like that, to now they're like 27. Like that's their average median age now. Um, they only have two guys that are that would qualify as like as old guys after like older than LeBron James, anyways. Which is um, which is Corver and um, uh, who is oh and Calderon, Calderon who yeah. doesn't really play much, but may may who may be able to play now since he's the only true point guard on the team. Well, he'll but, definitely play tomorrow. <laughs> but I like but I like that they got younger significantly younger significantly more athletic and significantly taller yeah and, and longer significantly better at shooting yes <laughs> that, that's that too as well yeah I Roddy Hood can fill it up. yeah so let me let me talk to you let me lay some knowledge on you about Rodney Hood lay it on me so Rodney hey, Hood yeah. has turned wait himself... is, is, is Eli still there <laughs> Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, oh, he's just, we can, he's just Eli, soaking it Eli, all in. Larry Nance Jr. Give us something before Nate moves on to Rodney Hood. Yeah, I think um, so. I actually do kind of watch some Laker games whenever they're on, and uh, I do think it's kind of weird that Luke Walton has played him and Randall and kind of split the backup center minutes between the two guys. And in this NBA, I mean, he is like the perfect small ball center, and. Uh, Obviously, his dunks are amazing. His wingspan is long, so he can defend and get steals like he has both touched, touched on statistically. So I'm a big fan of the Nance trade. I I do think – I do want to, you know, caution. I don't think his offensive game is – for all the fans out there. Oh, but I do you think – Wait, wait. Out there for a second. Yeah, we, yeah you'll cut yeah, out. So his <laughs> offensive game is not going to be as strong as Channing Fry's. But in but theory, his better than TTs though. Yeah, and um, he's going to be you know a better role man and dive guy than TT or anyone else on the team we have. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I am just already envisioning the lobs. You know, the lobs are good. I mean it is. I feel like Cleveland is like Lob City, North Coast, all of a sudden because now you've got some serious dunkers on the team. You've got Ronnie yep. Hood. You got LeBron. Wait, yeah, is Rodney Hood a serious dunker? Well, he's, he's six, six eight and six, he's twenty five years old. I mean, well, yeah, I know, but he's, so is he, CJ Miles. He can, he can definitely a... fill it up. Okay. He can definitely throw it down. I mean, he's he's not Kevin Love trying to dunk. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. he's he's six eight and he's two hundred and six pounds. So yeah. there ain't a lot of yeah. fat there. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, so one thing I was thinking, it, it Channing Fry was the ultimate totally floor spacing. Off, huh? I yeah. know, I know. But I just wanted to follow up on his point about, you know, he's certainly not going to be Channing Fry offensively. The Cavs had so much success playing Channing Fry in lineups with guys like Kyle Korver because they always had two or, or three non-shooters in those lineups because Dwayne Wade's not a floor spacer. Jeff Green's not a floor spacer. Um, Derek Rose certainly isn't a floor spacer. Bringing in George Hill and Rodney Hood 
I don't I don't know that you need I mean I don't think Channing Fry would have played anyway. So I think um by adding all that shooting you can get away with you know your dive man not being a floor spacer. Back yeah, to Nate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say Oh, there was another dunker there too. Uh, you had LeBron, Ronnie Hood, Jeff right, Green, and Jeff, Jeff Green. Green. Yeah. I'm on yeah. YouTube. All right, I'm on YouTube. Rodney Hood over. <laughs> nope, it doesn't autocomplete to anything. <laughs> All right, Rodney Hood dunk is like the okay. Before Rodney Hood dunk is Rodney Hood ejected. So that's not <laughs> over good... slapping the phone out of that person's hand. That's not a good sign, Nate. Yeah. All right. Well, we so here, here's Hood. the story on Rodney Hood. So last year. Um, he had a 20% usage rate and he had an RPM of negative 70 or negative 0.70, which is, you know, replacement level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, it's, that's better than replacement level. Yeah. For a 24 year old, you'll take that. Um, the problem was that this year, um, Hayward left and he's basically was forced to be their primary scorer. So after, after Haywood left, um, his usage rate shot up to 29, and he, his scoring has gone way up uh, across the board, shooting a career-high three-point percentage, his career-high from the field, 42%, uh, for, uh, 39% from three. Um, when kind of like he's almost too good of a scorer that he can kind of score from anywhere on the floor. Like his, all his jump shot percentages are up over 40%. But yeah. so he's like from 10 to 16 feet, he's shooting 40%. From 16 to three, he's shooting 41%, which is actually really good percentage. Um, he's one of the best pull up three point shooters yeah. in the league, too. And he's, he's 40% from three and he's 62% at the rim. So actually he should be going to the rim more often and not being a first option is going to help him immensely. Also, he should be able to guard better uh, with not as many offensive responsibilities. Now, the thing I worry about him is he probably does want to get paid. Um, you know, he's scoring at a 22 points per 36 it's not minutes. not a problem on this, with this owner. He's, he's you heard of him? His name is Dan Gilbert. Too. He's yeah, restricted so they can match any, any yeah, offer. He's he restricted in a tight market. So... And, yeah, a tight market that as somebody said, I think might have been the, the the low piece. Like nobody's frothing over signing Rodney Hood as a free agent in in the right, summer. Exactly, so. exactly. Um, Two years ago, he would have made a hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he's so, had eight. He's had eight games of of twenty five points or more, and four games of thirty or more this year. I'm watching yeah. the Dawkins highlights right now of twenty nine he put up against the Spurs like a month ago. You know who he reminds me of, like to a T, mm. Michael Red. Ah. He's a lot taller Look, than Michael Red, though. He looks just like Michael Red playing. Yeah, but Michael oh. Red was only like six three, six four, six five. Okay, <laughs> he's still three just inches wanna, taller. Yeah, you're just splitting hairs, Nate. He's a lefty that. with a quick trigger that can score from any situation. <laughs> and that smells like. That smells like Michael Red. I think he, he also saved has a kid from a too, burning doesn't he? Building. That's Michael Red ass. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Eli? Just want to poop you one thing with Rodney Hood. He uh he is currently rated the ninety eighth best shooting guard in RPM. Yeah, he, he's, he's down below negative three. 
His de- yeah. he's derating right now. It was 107 his first three years in the league. It's 110 this year. Um, now that being said, like you know, once responsibilities change on the Cavs, who knows? But he's not a guy that's going to lock you down. And I still feel like the Cavs are probably a wing defender short. Um, because he's not a lockdown guy. So we. Do you we think- well, problem solved because Chetty Osmond's going to start. That's right. That's true. Chetty Osmond. There you go. Chetty Osmond is our midseason pickup. He really is. Yeah. He really but, is. You know, as the second or third scorer on this team, Rodney Hood is is not a bad option. Um, and when, you know, and you can run a little bit of offense through him. I mean, averages. he's, he's going to be, is he going to score more than Jordan Clarkson? Jordan Clarkson's like freaking microwave. Dude, well, just Jordan scores. Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson is currently the second best. Uh, bench score in the NBA uh, right now. Lou Williams, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So and so, and his game's a lot like like a Lou Williams or a um, more like Crawford. Just a, you know, just all offense, very little defense. Well, does he shoot that many threes though? I thought he no, was he's more not a great. Uh, he shoots a lot of threes. He drives a lot. He drives yeah, I thought he was more like a mid, yeah, like yeah, like a Ramon Sessions type guy that just carves his way into the paint. Like, all but he's sort of built that way, like a like a Crawford, you know, like just okay. a just an instant score. You know, how Crawford was hitting all those mid rangers in that in the game last night. Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot a lot of those kinds of things. Just a lot of dribble dribble into a shot kind of things with Crawford. Jordan Clarkson had thirty Clarkson, Clarkson. points. He had thirty three points like a week ago. Yeah. And Hood had 30 points on Monday against the Pelicans. And these guys are both going from crappy teams to a team with, like, LeBron James and eventually Kevin Love. And Chetty Osmond. Yeah, and they're both 25, and they both can fill it up. And you got to believe that on any given night, at least one of them will be hot shooting. And I think somebody said, you know, that that Clarkson can be sort of a (laughs) – at his worst, he can be, you know, a little bit, a little bit of uh, Jr. You know, like where he yeah. just takes bad shots. But um, too many heat checks. Yeah, I mean, he's only thirty-two and a half from three, and thirty-three for his career. So he's yeah, not. He a, takes a lot of long twos. Yeah, a lot of long twos. So hopefully they can break him of the yeah. uh, the, so, Jay, the Jay Crowder disease. He's so, not afraid he... to shoot. He's already got. 210 three-point attempts this year in so he's averaging close to four a game so yeah um, but he had to score a lot for the lakers i mean that's just it like i'm not yeah i'm not poo-pooing it i'm just pointing it out yeah um and again another guy is going to get more open looks with the Cavs. is his situation in la basically been that they just overpaid for him not that he's like Mm. you know not talented or no, he's it's, talented. It's you know he's had a. I mean, I know that they had some some issues with him early on, where he really wanted to start and they really wanted him to come off the bench, and you know, so there's some maturity issues early on with Clarkson. I, I think it's one of those deals like you've got a pretty solid girlfriend. You know, maybe she's marriage material. But you got this other girl calling you, and you're like, she she really does it for you, and so maybe you don't want to commit here. And that's what I feel like <laughs> in a very misogynistic uh, analogy of Jordan Clarkson and the Lakers there. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, it's fair. What? It's fair. not misogynistic to talk about girlfriends and wives. It's just like it's not misogynistic to call a woman beautiful. 
No, I wasn't saying that. I was saying this is this is two nights in a row. The misogyny is on the fact that you're treating the woman like an object in this. You're uh, not though. You're treating her like a life partner. That's you're showing commitment, Nate. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm being like, oh, I'm no. That that's not true. It's uh, you're holding out for better options. Is the uh, analogy yeah. I was making. Oh, so anyway. it's like that. It's like that meme going on around where the yeah, guys, where the guys walk the in and turn him back yeah <laughs> that that was the analogy I was okay making. so in that in that picture who is whom is so jordan clarkson uh, the, jordan clarkson's the, the guy on his arm and lonzo ball is the guy magic johnson looked back at <laughs> i think you're okay i i get it <laughs> Man. all right so so in other words um jordan clarkson is not gonna move mountains for us but no. uh, look jordan clarkson is a bit of a lump of clay coming to the to the to the Cavs organization because he, he he might pan out he might not but he's he it's not like they trade it's not like it's a complete salary dump the guy can definitely score he's proven that he can score off he's always done that off the bench he's actually got a pretty good He's actually he actually distributes the ball decently. I mean, not great, but like you know, he's good for what is he three? He's three point three per game in twenty three minutes. So you know, he's he's definitely gonna gonna dish the ball, but he he likes to shoot. I mean, he's definitely a a shooter and a scorer. So no. I don't think he'll clog the floor like you know, like a like a Rose or a or a Wade did, but. Um, you know, but he's also, yeah, he's also not going to be, you know, a, a, a great three-point shooter out there either. Well, and one really nice thing about these guys that play with Walton, and I've noticed it with Clarkson, is those guys will drive, those guys will cut to the basket, but then they clear out to the corners. Like, yeah. to leave that out, they don't just get to the rim and stand there, which is kind of the Wade and Rose philosophy. Although Wade, I will give him his credit, was a really good off-ball cutter and kind of knew yeah. where to but the problem with Wade, though, is just he just wouldn't defend. And when the Cavs would get down, he would just pout, too. Yeah. Just well, like LeBron. He defended in that. stretches, but right he, when things were going well. Yeah. The other thing that was the problem with Wade is he absolutely could not shoot. Right. <laughs> no. And when he like Ben called it at the beginning of the season, he's basically Wade is a six foot five power forward at this point. Like you can, he can go in the post. He can dribble drive. But if you're depending on him to hit anything outside of 10 feet, you're probably going to be sad about yeah. the way things are turning out. Yeah. You know, and so that I'm I watching thought, these highlights of him. He he looks offensively a little bit like Russell Westbrook light. Like he's just kind of going 100 miles an hour all the time. Kind of who's that? Who's that? Uh, Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. His shooting his shooting form looks a lot like Westbrook. Obviously, doesn't have that level of athleticism, but. Who does? Spotty three, but he likes to shoot it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Westbrook. Well, yeah. speaking of spotty threes, um, I was reading a stat uh, that said Clarkson's much better on spot up threes than he is on on dribbling into them. Yes. So no, I heard it the other way great. around. Oh, that he I likes. Heard the he's rhythm. much better off the dribble than he is spotting up. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe maybe I misheard that. So maybe I did. Yeah, uh, I'll go one look of, it up. On one that. of us did. I'll go look it up. On what, NBA Wowie or what? Where are you going to get that? What's NBA Wowie? you never been to NBA Wowie? I probably have, but 
I bet you have. You can look it up on stats.nba.com. It's the website that looks like Candyland, but it's actually good. The Lakers are are up by 10 on OKC with four and a half minutes left in the first half. Well, have fun while it lasts. Isaiah Thomas is coming to town. (laughs) Hang strong. you see the stuff today about how he's saying, I ain't coming off the bench? (laughs) Oh, no. He tweeted it. He tweeted it to Rachel Nichols' producer. When yeah. she, when the on air said, "Oh well, maybe you know the the, the Lakers will have him come off the bench," and yeah. he tweeted in all caps, I, "I am not coming off the bench." Oh, it's so great! <laughs> like, like he is Donald Trump That's, and Fox and Friends right now. That That's is so awesome. Perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. So oh their plan God. is to play him next to Lonzo when Lonzo gets healthy in the backcourt, and so he'll be the shortest two guard in the league. I I. I am baffled by that man. Why his agent didn't hasn't told him to just shut up and go get surgery is beyond me. Like, because he'll fire his agent, Nate. He's the kind of guy that would text the jumps producer while watching <laughs> jump to say in all caps, I ain't coming off the bench. Is that the kind of guy who hangs out with Floyd Mayweather who when his agent's like, Hey, you know what, here's what I think you should do is gonna be like, Oh, I'll take that I'll take that into consideration. No, he's the kind of guy that's gonna be like Get the hell out of my face, and he's going to hire, I don't know, someone else to be his agent. Come on. But not Clutch. What was the, what was the name <laughs> of the president in Idiocracy? Oh, man, I can't remember. <sighs> it's going to drive me nuts. Each, when did you go into the submarine? <laughs> what? Yeah. You, you, you suddenly like are in a... Sub- How about now? Oh, perfect. Oh, much better. I think I covered up the oh, speaker on my... Yeah. <laughs> Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> that that is who Isaiah Thomas is. Just all bravado and like you saw it all all season with the Cavs. He was like he just was stubbornly. I'm going to she- keep shooting five three pointers a game, even though I'm making twenty percent of them. <laughs> it's yeah. just I I I tweeted today that he leads all-time Cleveland hates per minute. Like, have you ever seen a f- Cleveland turn on a player the way they turned on Isaiah Thomas once he started playing? Well, it wasn't even that. I think it was the, it was, it was the, the yeah, the comments, the snitching about the team meeting, the, the him talking out about any, basically any, anything and everything and pointing the finger in every post game interview where it was just like, Oh, so it's everybody else's fault, but yours, dude. Even though you didn't get surgery, you're, you know, you're, you're, you say you're rusty and need practice time, but the more practice time you have, the worse you get. Like it's just, you know, none of it made any sense. And he, you could tell he was, he was unfortunately just, you know, he was a very divisive agent of chaos in that locker room. <laughs> agent of chaos. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad he's gone. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I I tweeted this. I don't know if I tweeted this out or just wrote it on the on the blog today, but because I I written way too much today. But uh, my my best takeaway from this day was that I'm so happy. There's nobody left on the team who makes me cringe when they go when they check into the game. Like I can honestly yeah. say that up and down this lineup, like there's nobody. I, oh man, I have to watch now for the next few minutes yeah there's no yeah there's no it there's no rose there's no uh, no no show i'm gonna put my big toe on the line crowder 
Yeah. <laughs> Crowder. Yeah, you're right. And get stuck I mean, every time I go to the go to the rack and, and as long as Jeff not Green, get any rebounds. As long as Jeff Green doesn't think he needs to start shooting threes, he will remain on our you know nice list as well. Yeah. Well, and Tom, to your point earlier about the about the national media thing, every comment from somebody who had something negative to say about these trades today were defaulting to. Well, Jay Crowder was going to be the guy that that could guard Kevin Durant in the in the finals. It's like, yeah, but he wasn't that guy. Yeah. Not not on this team, not in this system. He was that guy for President Brad last year, but he, he's was asked to do too much and he can't he couldn't do what they what they wanted him to, to do. He can't play in a non-motion system. Well, so, you guys remember thing. I want to I want to wait, wait, wait I want to jump on that pile with you. Um <laughs> there's a couple things he might have been a fluke year rule guy from an offensive standpoint last year. We were yeah. all a little worried about that, and so that seems more likely than he's just not. I mean, because he doesn't really look like a good shooter. You know, his form's a little his wonky. His form is a lot But he's wonky. been a bad defender this year, too, though. Right. So here's my thing about defense. So I think that we know this, right? The Celtics kind of play good defense with questionable players. Because they all are tryhards and they're kind of thuggish. And then they have had a couple decent defensive players like sprinkled in there. I'm not going to say like everyone they've had. Like Avery Bradley was a good defensive guard, right? Although but, he hasn't like, been this year for well, but, right. But like Kelly Olynyk is not a good defensive center. You know what I mean? And he was kind of good ish in Boston. So I think Crowder was of that same mold. He was super physical. He hasn't he hasn't gotten physical with anyone. Like this is a guy that was getting in fights with half our team two years ago. When have yeah. you ever seen him like flex on anyone this year? He hasn't. You know, it's the, it, honestly to me, J.R. Smith at one point over the last two seasons has been named as our best defensive player. Think about that. And you know why? Because when J.R. decides to basically be real physical with people, he's not half bad. The problem is he usually doesn't do that. So I, I'm I am with you 100%. Like, Jay Crowder showed me literally nothing this year to make yeah. me think, oh, yeah, he's going to, like, lock down Kevin Durant. He's he's not. Nothing. And then and then with Isaiah, it's so funny. I was watching the, the halftime of the, the Boston-Washington game, and, you know, the, <laughs> the brain trust of Shaq and Charles and Kenny were debating about you know, Isaiah and about the Cavs and their and their chances here. And they're like, yeah, but they don't have Kyrie. And now now they don't even have Isaiah, whose ceiling was, you know, much higher than any of these guys. <laughs> it's like, no, there was no ceiling, dude. If you watched the playoffs, if you watched last year, if you watched games that mattered, he, he was he was exposed. Like yeah. there was no way that he was going to be. We all talked about it when the trade went down. He was going to be unplayable against the Warriors, because if there's a team that knows how to exploit your weaknesses, that's it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, but again, these are the this is the narrative where they say, well, you know, I mean, you get a certain amount of that. They're like, well, they gave up on, you know, Isaiah before he could really, you know, come all the way back from the hip thing. And like, well, guess what? He probably's not going to come all the way back from the hip thing until he gets surgery. Well, not only that, but he is who he is. And he showed us some things that were non-physical in nature, right? I had hoped that he was going to be a guy that could play off the ball, that would be unselfish. I mean, the dude sucked ass. All he <laughs> did was cause locker room tension. He's out here on the court airballing wide-open threes. 
And then, like, he's all pouting at half court calling for the ball. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, no yeah. way. Like, that that was – who he is is not going to change. Even if he, his hip gets better miraculously and his outside jumper yeah. comes back and he gets that jitterbug mentality again, he showed me nothing to make me think he would subjugate himself to playing alongside LeBron. So, I mean, right there, that's enough for me to be like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Well, yeah. yeah, and like I hated the trade before it happened, and as you, as did yeah. many of us here, and I didn't. I, I was okay with it, but I'm I'm a convert. <laughs> I mean, he's just one of the most insufferable. Like he's Dion Waiters with half the talent. <laughs> yeah, honey, honey, and, I shrunk the Dion Waiters and a third That's of the charm. Name. Yeah, not even a third of the charm. Dion okay. is charming, by the way. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like Dion, that was always the great thing about Dion. He could always laugh at himself later. And, like I, I love Dion. He's oh, just, yeah. Uh, I love. I, that I Dion feel bad back, about the way his uh, season went down. Look, I, I would yeah. say this: the one thing I do, I I feel for, I feel for him somewhat that he lost a hundred million dollars. Well, yeah, because at least because 80. he played. No, look. To to be fair to him, he played through in, an injured hip. He played through the the broken tooth. He played through the death of his sister, and he carried that team offensively last year until they ran into a team that knew how to exploit him in, in with the Cavs in the in the the conference finals. And again, it's no it's no there's, there's no doubting that, that the Cavs were going to have a harder time when he wasn't on the floor. The way that he it was four on five defense, but yeah, the guy unfortunately probably lost out on at least a hundred million dollars because there is no Brinks truck going to back up for him. The Lakers have said they have no intention of 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 buying him out, and and so because there was a talk about like, well, the Lakers will buy the Lakers will buy him out for sure because why would they want him around and you know influence you know like like talking about not wanting to come off the bench and. You know, he would certainly go sign with, you know, with a with a competitor to, you know, try to get. Please do. Yeah, no, no, and that's just one of our competitors, if possible. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But but that's just it. Like, I don't think anybody wants. No one wants. No one wants. To Nate's Nate's point, he'd be better off shutting it down and going, getting the surgery, and coming back. What'll probably happen is, if the Lakers can stomach him, they'll maybe maybe they'll put him on a one-year deal so he can try to show people what he can do next year. But if they think they have any shot at, you know, getting a, a real stars in there, then they probably won't do that. I mean, look, in my opinion, Isaiah Thomas's next move is probably to go to China and replace Starberry as the, the <laughs> as star the over there. And then Star. retire with a retire with a tiny little statue. Yeah, <laughs> and then getting getting fistfights with Jimmer Ferdet, who is the current <laughs> Stefan Marbury of the Chinese league. Oh my God, I would pay cash money to see Jimmer Ferdet and <laughs> Dude, I Dude, you laugh. Jimmer Ferdet drops like forty a night in that league. Like <laughs> he he is so good. It's crazy. But the Which funny thing about that league is so goofy between... because it's like ex NBA guys, a couple yeah. guys that could are good enough to play in Europe, and then like a bunch of Chinese guys who would be on J V high school teams in the US. Well, there was so there this I mean, this is all at the forefront of my mind because a couple weeks ago or like a couple months ago, um Jimmer Ferdet and Starberry actually got into it yeah, I know. during the game. 
And, you know, Starbury, you know, looks, I mean, he looks like, who's this young punk, you know, flexing on my territory. And I, I, I'm not current with, you know, China League. So I'm thinking like, yeah, who does Jim Dead think he is? Does he know who he's, you know, going toe to toe with here? This is Stefan frickin Marbury. This dude like owns China. And then, like, the box score for that game, Marbury had, like, three points, and Fredette had, like, 50. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay if he flexes on you, Starbury. <laughs> like, might be time to retire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so great. Like, I, I would... I wish I had the opportunity to watch more Chinese league games because you probably get Nate, man. There's so I'm many, sure, yeah. Like even with the Great Firewall of China, like illegal streams, man. People get through. Oh, I'm telling sure. you, I'm you, sure know, you can watch it's the number one topic right now. What'd you say? Yeah, probably. If you Reddit it, I'm sure you can find the stream. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you might get your Bitcoin stolen, but <laughs> so so have we kind of broken down these players. I feel like we have. Um, um, well, I think we should talk if you have any more insights about Rodney Hood. So Rodney Hood, yeah, like I is said, he going to start or is he going to be? I feel like we have a lot of borderline starters, and, pl- and it's a good problem to have. But between Jr. Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson, um, you know, who of those three, you know, can can score in a lot of ways, can put up a lot of points, can have a twenty point quarter guys like who who should start and who should come off the bench well as a complete offensive option right now with kevin love hurt rodney hood is far and away the best second option on the Cavs. like he can score from anywhere on the floor he can put it on the floor he can play without the ball he can you know he's a bit of a playmaker not a great playmaker but you know as a pure scorer he's probably the best and then as the Probably the third best option right now is Jordan Clarkson. And then, I mean, George Hill's a really good solid point guard that you'd rather have start with high usage players. Right. Um, and, but I would almost rather start Rodney Hood than JR, but they have some. Huh, every time we move JR to the bench, I feel like he just fades. Yeah. And, and JR, I kind of feel like right now you got to ride him while he's hot, too. Yeah. He's been hot the last three games. Yeah, I think sure. don't, you, don't you guys think that Hood will start or Hill will definitely start? Hill will definitely start. He's our new oh, point yeah. guard. He's but the Hood, point guard we've been all been waiting for. Don't you honestly. think Hood would start and LeBron would guard power fours to start the game for like ten minutes? I think the, the opposite because LeBron doesn't like guarding power forwards, and you LeBron so? doesn't want to play power forward. I mean, you may see Hood at power forward before you see LeBron there. I mean, yeah, he couldn't rebound worse than Crowder. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, Crowder's one of the worst rebounding players I've ever seen. <laughs> well, just this year, though. I mean, he wasn't No, that he was terrible. never been a great rebounder. Yeah, but not, like, at, at this level. I, I He just, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't I, actually it, be shocked if Crowder, he's going, what, to Utah? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think he's going to have a resurgence. Yeah, I bet he will. I bet he will. I mean, he's well, got to. It, it, a there's no bit. one else it, over there. Well, and, and he's a young player. It was he still has favors. It was a that's bad true. situation for him. Um, what do you mean they still got favors? They still got the Stifle Tower, guys. Yeah, but for that position, I'm saying. They still have Ruby, play, too. He doesn't play center. Hey, I'm saying control of this clown show you got going on right now. What'd you say? I said, take control of this clown show. <laughs> None of us even remembered about your boy. 
Stifle. Hey, they're undefeated since he's like they've won like five in a row. Seven yeah. in a row. Seven, Seven in, a row. in a row. Well, that's like five. <laughs> Amateur. Yeah, but it's two that. more. It's two more. It's 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 as many inches as, as uh, Rodney Hood is taller than Michael Red. Maybe one more than that, actually. That was such a huge oversight. I think we're gonna have to lower our subscription fee at Castle Block. <laughs> we're gonna have to start paying people to listen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. boom boom it's like paying them to take isaiah paying yeah. them to take yeah. isaiah yeah. yeah that might be <laughs> that, that we just have found our subtitle <laughs> well you know what when I, what i thought was funny today was i was watching uh i was because wendy was was on pretty much non-stop on espn today and yeah. when they announced the when they announced the Laker trade, he lit up like he it was like a kid in a candy shop because he was like, this is so delicious because on one hand, you've got the Cavs, you know, that are that are trying to do something, you know, trying to do something and get rid of Isaiah because clearly LeBron didn't like him and, you know, all this. But the, but then again, they just they just gave the Lakers the gift that they that they didn't think they were going to get. And now all of a sudden they could probably get lebron james in the in the summer in this this summer because they're gonna have room for two max deals and whatever and he's like it's just so delicious and then the other new the the other trade came in and he and they they were reporting that and he came back on on uh outside the lines with bob lay and he's he his face has completely changed and he was like well i mean i can't I'm, i'm shocked at this they they were able to move those that those pieces for Hill and Hood, like, and you just saw him like, oh well, maybe the Lakers won't have a shot because the Cavs will actually go back to the finals, and yeah, you know, so it was just a really interesting. I've yeah, never seen it, it, it quite was an funny because like you saw the opposite from Windhorst. Of Windhorse was kind of like uh, on the first move when he first came out, and then all of a sudden, like, Wait, as each he trade, was just talking about Windhorst. I'm talking about Windhorst. Yeah, who are you talking about, Nate? Oh, I I saw. Oh, okay. Never mind. Who did you think EG was talking about? I thought it w- I heard Windhorse getting more excited for the Cavs and, as the day went on. For the Cavs, no. At first, he was excited about the fact that that it was these two teams playing chicken, basically, where the Cavs had to do something, but the Lakers had to move the Clarkson cap space to have room for two max deals, ideally LeBron and Paul George. Okay, I. You don't have to repeat it. I clearly failed listening. So, sorry. are you playing Rocket League, Nate? I was not <laughs> playing Rocket League. I was actually. So here's what I was doing. Like I remember, there's this movie from the '90s called Losing Isaiah, starring. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to get the image for the post. <laughs> I am, like starring Halle Berry and. Um... Oh my god! <laughs> oh, who else is in it? Uh... Oh, uh, who else is in it? It's gonna kill me. I well, Jessica Lang agree. and Halle Berry, and it's well, uh by the Gyllenhaal parents, Stephen and Naomi. So. Oh God! So, but Nate, I will agree with you in that in that as as the day wore on, Winwar started to come around because then later he had an epic like almost smackdown of Scottie Pippen. Yeah, when yeah. that's what I was end, thinking of going around yeah. and asking everybody like, well, what do you think? Does this and most of them were like, "Well, yeah, this kind of puts the Cavs back in the conversation for the the team the team to beat 
to get, you know, that it's going to go to the finals from the East, but they all kind of agreed, like not sure that it is going to be enough to make a difference against golden state, which I think we would all agree with that sentiment, you know, at least right now until we see what they actually have with, you know, I mean, who knows a month from now we could see these guys really gel or really not gel. And that'll inform a lot of that. But so they're all kind of hedging it. But then Scotty Pippen was like, he's like, I don't know. He goes, I really think with Toronto and Boston, I really still don't, with, even with these moves, I don't see the Cavs getting out of the, the East. And Windhorse just went off on him. He really? was like, he was just like, you don't think that, like, this is, you know, like this, they just got rid of a bunch of guys that were not helping them. And, you know, and clearly Scotty's like, you know, probably protecting his boy, Derek Rose, probably, you know, like, again, like one of those guys that's that just the one pays attention, so that's, pays attention that's to the, the names. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. All all former players pay attention to the names. Yeah, all absolutely. of them. All of them. Yeah. So um, except you know who doesn't? Guys that were former players that were like like Steve Kerr. Guys that were like Uber role players. They know right. better than to know like the name matters. <laughs> That's exactly. true. Exactly. So you know, switching gears a little bit. Um, I know you and I, Tom, was it all the way back on Monday. Yeah, right. It's like a lifetime ago. It seriously was a lifetime ago. Yeah. In Cavalier, Cavalier time units. Um, life moves pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, it really does. So well, that's um, the greatest, the greatest nugget of wisdom Windhorst has ever had is everything changes so fast in the NBA. Yeah. Like it's just like cataclysmic changes. Like, and this for the Cavs is another one of those. Yeah, it changed know. in five. It changed in five minutes today. When when it went from, oh, the Cavs just gave up their first round pick to to get rid of Isaiah Thomas and may, maybe open up the Lakers to go after LeBron this summer. To, oh wow, here's the here's the other shoe dropping, yep. and now now they've got a whole brand new backcourt and a, a, a you know and basically half a new team and all the guys we didn't like and were clogging up the system and toxifying the 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 locker room are gone now are gone and and i love the way they did it with wade because honestly i don't i think wade was part of the problem oh yeah what was the description i heard that he was one of the locker room guys and he was a quote he was a lawyer a bit of a lawyer (laughs) what does that mean he's probably just getting involved too much and trying to i don't know I mean, he did that in Chicago, right? Yeah. And, yeah. like, who was it? The young players, like, were sick and tired of it? Like, what the hell? Like, you suck, well, man. Stop. Because he, cause he would do the thing. He would do the things like not play defense and yeah. – or play selective defense and, you know, jack up shots that he shouldn't and, you know, just kind of have bad tendencies and have a bad game here or there. But then he'd be the first guy – backing up LeBron saying like, you got to do that. You got to, you, you, you missed your, you missed your rotation or you, you did this and, and chastising people for it. And I think people resent that. Like if you're not LeBron James with the talent that you have and you're D Wade, who is a, a much further faded star and you're not, you know, LeBron can get away for the most part with not playing defense here and there, but even that seemed to be wear thin on guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, remember Delonte West? <laughs> he was even doing it in the first half last night. Like you see that. Remember the remember the remember the Shaq quote about Delonte West after Shaq had moved on with no. the Cavs. I I can't say it on this podcast since we're family friendly. But <laughs> <laughs> you remember, you remember just Eli, right? Bleep, just yes, bleep yes. yourself. P- paraphrase. 
Well, basically, Mike <laughs> Brown called the timeout, uh, or Mike Brown was uh, there. No, it wasn't. It was not during a game. It was a film session. Yep. And he's uh, pointing out film, and he stops the thing to be like, "All right, now." And I forget who he called out, but I think um, it was Jamario Moon. Yeah, he called someone out for a blown rotation. Starting the, power and, forward on the, the too much smiles and the, team, and the key and the key was that like he had not stopped the tape like ten times where LeBron totally blew a rotation, and I guess Delonte West stood up and yelled out, "Let's stop!" And it's a it's a synonym for kitty cat footing around, <laughs> and uh, I guess that was very endearing to Shaquille O'Neal that Delonte had the stones to stand up to. The coddling of LeBron. Yeah. Wussy footing. Wussy footing, yes, yes. Or fussy footing. There's there a place go. in Parma called Fussy Cleaners, and there is not much of a gap in between the prongs of the F. And I remember sitting in that parking lot thinking, like, how is this possible? Like, you can't do this. But like, it's, funny. This... it's funny. And then cause... it's like, oh, it says fussy. Okay. It's funny because here there's a bar called Puckers. With a very yeah. similar phenomenon, <laughs> just the other way. Yes, yeah, the, it's other, the other, other. Yeah. <clears throat> well, speaking of duck fans and pucks, uh, go back to your go back to your debate that you're about to duck lean, fan lean Gilbert. <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah. going to eat a little crow. Tom. Yeah, I think you deserve to a to little honest. crow, a little a <laughs> hundred million dollars worth maybe of crow. Uh, How much crow can that buy you? I I, I don't have enough. But but I will say, well, two things. One, I think Dan Gilbert read our article, realized I was right, and changed. <laughs> you always it. think this. <laughs> you think every important person in the NBA like has calves the blog on their favorites. It's, it's a, <laughs> on they, their they, Pro speed dial. They ghost the comment section. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it could. It's possible. It's possible. by the way in the comment section right now. People are wondering. People are openly wondering if we're on a podcast because none of the three of us have, have, have been commenting in a while. Yeah, yeah, well, my buddy Steve was like, I want to be live listening to your podcast right now. And I'm like, I have to wait till morning. We don't have that kind of technology. Yeah, I was thinking about said, that. Today. Get on that. <laughs> uh, Cavs of Blog Radio. YouTube, right? Isn't yeah. there like YouTube live streaming? Oh, isn't that Twitch? Oh, it's Twitch too. I got so it right. Yeah, well done. Wow, well I'm done. amazed. <laughs> I thought it was like Twigger or something. <laughs> Twigger? <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. Okay, so anyway, what I was going to say, you know, you were dead 100% right about the fake news narrative. Everything coming out was how Dan Gilbert didn't want to spend money, didn't want to take on salary in the future, didn't want, basically wanted to hold on to the pick, didn't want to... You know, kind of make uh, hedges bets in case LeBron left. And aside from the Brooklyn pick, he went all in. You know, he is paying even more money now than he was paying. Um, although I think they are, are they saving money on this year's salary? Does anybody I don't know? think so. I don't think so. No. They're saving $3 million this year. They're saving $3 million. Oh, okay. okay. Right. But that's correct. They, that will probably come back if they sign the last two roster spots. One of which could be Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, yeah. But a, a future money, they're 
some people are thinking their payroll could be as high as what I think 160 million next year if they re-sign LeBron plus Rodney Hood. Yeah, yeah, their payroll would be 150 plus and their tax bill could be 100 million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so Nate, at this time next year when the Cavs are struggling in the regular season because they don't try and LeBron is goes into super chill mode and we're all having the same argument, you know, for the 10th time in 15 <laughs> years, I can now use the phrase 10 figure luxury tax bill. Wouldn't that be a Cuz I I had to say nine figure during our duels. I can say ten n- figure. It would be a oh okay. And you can you can do a little hand waving about how he's just rich and rich people got rich by not actually taking money seriously and all that other stuff. What? That you know, just like oh, the Cavs are they're worth ten billion dollars anyway. So who really cares? Oh my and god, did Gober- you guys? So RC Kim had the second best comment. Of the nah, he just had a comment that vindicated everything you were saying. That's why it's the second best. <laughs> I felt like you wrote that comment. I've never even met RC Cam. I'm not. Yes, you have. He he literally wrote for the blog before. He was. Oh wow! On... There's no way you could have pulled that off. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Tom. He's a real person. We're uh, we're actually. Uh... Talking via Facebook Messenger right now. I right, well, don't tell me <laughs> question whether or not he was a real person, please. I apologize. I will um, take the word for did it. Did he go by a different name or handle though back then? Yeah, yeah, he did. He wrote yeah, for he us. Did. Yeah, he did. Did. I, I know who he is. I remember talking to him. Doesn't he live in Japan? <laughs> fake, fake yep. news. Fake He's news, Tom. Japan. You don't remember. <laughs> the fake news, honestly, Nate. The fake news was the was the um, Amari Stoudemire piece in the Ringer. That was the thing that almost got me and actually did get me to write for the blog again. <laughs> like, I was like, it was noon. I read that thing and I was like, I wonder if my boss is going to care if I spend the next like five hours just <laughs> raging at my keyboard. And I didn't. And we, we, you know, I did it on the weekend. I'm a, I'm a better employee than that. But yeah, I was just so beside myself reading that. And I thought like, man, I will die on this hill. I, I just, I can't. I cannot accept this. Yeah. So that being folded into the narrative that the Cavs are not only, you know, incompetent and disruptive. And I mean, I, there, there's some very fair criticisms about the Cavs as an organization. If you want to compare them to the Spurs, you know, it, it, I, I don't see how it's a positive thing that you've had like six GMs and like seven coaches in 10 years. Yeah. I, I think that shows that, you know, maybe something's not quite right there but at the same time you cannot question um dan gilbert's i mean you just can't you just cannot no, question i mean he went well, he like, went all in and he made some great trades now here's the other thing i think the Cavs did so the entire nba was going towards hey we've got to cut salary because we spent stupidly the last two or three years Cavs were buyers and the Cavs were Cavs went the other direction Yep. And everybody, nobody could pry a first round pick out of anyone. And the yes. Cavs had an extra one. And, and the funny thing about that first round pick is if the Cavs are good next year, a 30th pick isn't going to mean squat to them anyway. You know, or, well, you know, 28th, 29th pick. Picks yeah. generally don't mean squat to the Cavs. Well, that's true too. I mean, they, Christian, I, but they still have a pick that could be anywhere from one to eight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, in the market. and that's just it. I mean, I think I think it's it's a little bit it's a little bit false that they went all in because they didn't pat they didn't have to get rid of the Brooklyn pick, but they did they didn't get rid of it because I, I there was think, nobody worth spending it on. Dude, right, I think exactly. It's super important that they kept that pick because that exactly. pick, that pick. Let's say the Cavs do make it back to the finals and they lose in five or six games to the Warriors or the Rockets or whatever. And LeBron's like, man, I really want my kids to go to St. V, but I also want to be in a bunch of EG's movies. And <laughs> it's like a house in L.A. is like a castle and the maid isn't taking good enough care of my, you know, baseball card collection. So I need to, you know, be back there more. And I don't know about the cat. I really want to play with Lonzo. Oh, um, that's not going to go through his mind. But <laughs> no, I, I mean, having that pick, even if it's like maybe at that point, it's just another option. That the organization yeah. could say, please stay. Like, and you know what? We get it. You're in win now mode. We get that. So we'll, we'll pick the best player available or we'll talk to other teams, pick, you know, who we should pick and then we'll trade similar to like the Wiggins for love trade. Yeah. We've yeah. done it before. We'll do it again. You can't, you can't say that to LeBron with like the 25th pick. No, you can you say can't. that with like the fourth pick. And, and let's be honest. We all know it's going to be the first pick. We're the Cavs. <laughs> it's the Cavs, yeah. <laughs> it, we, it, we, Nick we, Gilbert's going to show up in his bow tie. And, yeah. He's going to wear like three bow ties. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's all happening. I, I so thought about I give it. the Cavs credit for zigging when everyone else zagged this year. Yeah. yeah. The fu- the other funny thing is... And not only doing that, but doing that when they had no guarantee from LeBron that he's going to stay. And as Windhorse pointed out, they even, you know, really... I agree. I think it was, I don't know who it was, EG, whoever said, like, look, if the Lakers wanted to get LeBron, I mean, if LeBron wanted to go to the Lakers, he was going to the Lakers. It it would have found a way to make it happen. But the Cavs made it easier, you know? Yep. Well, but but here's the thing. It's, you have to, you you look at it and say, they, they agreed, and, and, and yeah, they'll spend a little bit less this year, but they didn't get rid of anybody that LeBron was looking looking at and saying, oh, man, I'm going to miss that here. guy. All the clutch guys are still here. Wade's gone, but I think the way they handled Wade was the right, was smart oh, way. They yeah, they talked great. to LeBron. They talked to Wade ahead of time. They gave Wade the choice. They only got back a heavily protected second-round pick. I don't even know what that means, a heavily no, it's, protected it's, second. Uh, In 2024, it's, yeah. it's the least that Pat Riley would be willing to, to su- surrender rather than just say, we'll just give him to us. You know I mean? Like that – but it 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 brokered a, a way. It gave Dwayne Wade a way to go go back to Miami, yeah. retire as a Heat. I'm sure he'll probably he may retire this 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 summer. Who knows? Right. But it was but, perfect, and it and it totally flies in the face of a whole bunch of Cavs narratives. One that they don't talk to LeBron about anything. Two that you know that um that they can't you know because of Gilbert's letter, no one will deal with them. They're dealing with freaking Pat Riley here, right? You know, yeah. I mean, so think about this. Like, if you're LeBron and Wade's your boy, right? Well, you left him in 2014 because you knew even though he was your boy, he was broken down. And yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie was that new, you know, girl in the front, right? <laughs> so if you're LeBron Let's just right say now. shiny toy. Let's get away from this. <laughs> yeah. So if you're LeBron now, Chetty Osmond is that shiny toy. <laughs> and you're sitting here thinking, like, you're saying things like, yeah, Chetty's got to play more minutes. But you're also thinking like, ah, Wade's my boy, you know. 
So this just like solved all those problems. Yeah. All it did was cost Dan Gilbert, you know, millions of dollars once again. But think about it. Now you got LeBron writing on Instagram, like how happy he is for Wade. You got all the reports coming out that, yeah, the Cavs like talked about this to LeBron first. It's just like perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, and think about this. Like, I mean, even the even the narrative that, that Dan Gilbert runs everything and that that Kobe Altman is a is a puppet. I think that changed today. I mean, yeah, I think if you look if you had him, any doubts that this guy wasn't that this guy wasn't making moves and your being dog the, disagrees. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> I unfortunately I can't control that, but uh but did you, name the, Thomas, did you name the dog? Isaiah Foles? Thomas just texted <laughs> yeah. EG's dog and said Kobe yeah. Altman's a punk. No, but and I ain't coming off the fence. Like like you know, uh McBenaman made use of that great uh, running joke or meme or whatever today in a in a tweet where he said David Griffin made his mark on the Cavs by making one major roster reshaping midseason trade each of the last three seasons. Kobe Altman said, "Hold my beer, I'm going to pull off three rosters shaping yeah. trades on the same day." Yeah, yeah like so, you want my theory? Yeah, I do. My theory is Dan Gilbert blinked. My theory is Dan Gilbert. You know, went through everything the last three days. Le- LeBron threw that game the other night and then came out and just destroyed yeah. everybody the next night. Reminded everyone who he is. Yeah, and and Dan it's Gilbert. How he reminded of what he still is. Oh, please never do that again. And you know, Dan Gilbert was tweeting stuff uh, promoting About- women in business. <laughs> And getting killed by Cavs fans, and he's like, yeah. "Okay, I, I can't." Well, they said, "They said fix your team," and he listened. Hey, right? He did absolutely. I think Dan Gilbert blinked. He said, "Kobe, you take the reins. Let, let's, you know, let's wreck this league." <laughs> so. But I also, I don't think he blinked compl- entirely, though, because guess what? He still has the Nets pick. I just so smart. I don't. It's oh, the I ultimate. Too, yeah, it's the ultimate. By the way, he Dan Gilbert. Aside from having to pay pay the bill for it all, he ha- he got his cake and can eat it too yeah. because he did a he basically said your move LeBron I just he gave did. you he everything did. you need he, all the guys are that you hated are gone yeah that I kind of like they're gone yeah. all the guys that that probably at least on paper we should mesh mesh perfectly with your you know, their skill sets with yours because they're they're not stars they're they're not former stars and former mvps like wade and rose and it they're not guys with the egos they're guys they're young guys that idolize you that just want to come in play hard and fit in and and do what they do and you can mold that here's your guys and guess what if you want to leave in the summertime that's fine too because i've got my nets pick and I'll just keep these guys and build around whoever that is. Hey, that's, yeah. that is a playoff team next year at the very least. I mean, that build that team around Kevin Love and Rodney Hood, and, you know, you, you're still probably a top-four team in the West or in the East. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't know if I'd say top-four, but I think they could oh, definitely oh, crack and, the playoffs. And, team. and the number one pick, absolutely. Well, if they get the number <laughs> one pick. If they get the number one pick, LeBron is not leaving. Oh, I'll well, tell you that The right funny now. thing is... Is if they get a top, I don't think I don't think he's leaving anyways. I don't think he wanted to leave. Three pick, he'd be I think kind of dumb to leave. 
Yeah. I think I don't think, he, I don't oh, think top, he, top six. This draft, I, the top six in this draft would probably go number one last year. But I don't think he wants to leave. I don't think he ever intended to. He said the long haul several yeah. times in interviews, and I feel like that's almost too much of an admission on his part. Yeah. When you say the long haul, it doesn't mean a season. It means the till the bitter end, right? Like yeah. so, I think Gilbert, whatever whatever has happened between those guys, whatever happened with the IT stuff, it was all about LeBron being upset about that and realizing. Man, I, I'm gonna have to be stuck with this team that isn't gonna be good enough to compete with for a yeah. title. And I don't know if these guys can pull it off. Of all the conspiracy theory or just theories that we have, you know, no concrete evidence of, I believe firmly LeBron was throwing games more than I believe any other theory that any of us came up with. Because I it just you know, I like no everyone is in the same agreement that no one had ever seen anything like this. <laughs> Like, right. it, it, it defies all everything. Like, Vegas right. hates the Cavs because you cannot figure out what the <laughs> heck is going to happen. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I totally believe that LeBron's like, screw this guy. Because that's, that's how LeBron flexes his power. He right. doesn't go sit down with people and say, you know what? I see what we tried to do here. It didn't work out. Um, IT, I kind of want to kill him. So <laughs> get him out of here. Right? What he does is like... I'm just here for my teammates. And then he pouts and whizzes passes past Isaiah Thomas and then freezes him out and then jumps into Chetty Osman's arms while I see him. And like, doesn't give him a birthday tweet, but gives everyone else a birthday yeah, tweet. See, you're all, see, that's that's the head of Cavs, the tweets right there. We got the <laughs> top, like, so he's got, he's so plugged into social media. I would never have known that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And so the other thing that's insane right now is how much the narrative on this team has changed. Like, Chetty Osman wasn't playing last week, and now, supposedly, the Cavs got rid of Dwayne Wade because of Chetty Osman. Like, what yep. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Guys, we never have to see Derrick Rose play for the Cavs again. Oh, God. We never have to see Isaiah Thomas play for the Cavs again. Okay, we never have to see. We never have to see Iman Shumpert play for the Cavs again, or even suit up for the Cavs. Now, 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 let me correct you for a minute, EG, because (laughs) I will say that is not Iman Shumpert. That is NBA champion Iman Shumpert, and it is a champion. You you gotta give anybody on that two thousand. You mean you mean mean NBA champion Iman Shumpert who had maybe. Maybe the the worst backcourt stretch in the finals game with teamed care. up alongside Mo care. Williams. I don't care. Oh. He's an That's NBA champion. Loop. Everybody. He had on... a four point play. He had a four point play in that game. Eg. Uh. Did. He did. Everybody on that team is a Cav for life. And we will be seeing them all at the reunion. Yeah, but we don't have to see him play anymore. <laughs> you don't have to watch him dribble. Yeah. Who was I don't have to. I don't have to watch Jay said, Crowder put a foot on the line anymore. Who was it that said something about his SoundCloud? Where did I read that? I almost died laughing. It was oh, it was David. David Wood, yeah. right? He tweeted out. Was, or he, yeah. You know, he emailed us like his ten thoughts or whatever, and one of them's like something about no one gives a shit about his SoundCloud anymore. <laughs> I don't no. know why I laughed so hard at that. Yeah. You know, my wife I, I, I probably kinda, sound... my wife was bummed that we got rid of Shump. 
I, was I don't like, know. I, like, I probably sound think? too mercenary about it. That's true. But. Oh, it was so funny. So my my wife picked up my 14-year-old today, and as soon as she picked her up, she was so excited because Isaiah Thomas was gone. <laughs> yeah. Smart girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, she she couldn't even watch him. She just would get mad and leave the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm trying to divorce myself as from these guys as people versus guys right, these guys exactly. as players and that's on a, I say. a team and, that I that I watch and cover. I mean that's that's the hard part is having to come up with creative ways to say, Well, this guy didn't suck that bad tonight and here's yeah. why. It's like, no, it's not we don't have to invent that anymore. By yeah. the way, EG, holy crap, your recap of that magic game <laughs> like that was like a work of art. I mean, seriously I mean, do you just, as a matter of pride, just, like, never not bring it? Because <laughs> we were all on the email, and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to post a picture of Dumpster Fire. <laughs> Everything with themes, and I was just like, dude, what is, like, what? You need to write one of those crazy self-help books, how to be the best version of you or whatever, because, <laughs> dang, man. You, you, I, you brought it on the magic recap. I mean, the whole bullet theme was <laughs> dark. Well, Dark yet <laughs> consistent and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I I feel like once I get on on a run, like I just can't not follow. It. That's probably the, the the hardest part. Is that you know even if it's late, like mm-hmm. I have to make sure that it it makes all makes sense in the end. Yeah. So, but uh, but thank you for saying, Tom. I I I haven't written a ton of of uh, of super creative ones this year but that one that one it was flowing you know we got a tough gig to be honest at times and no one is gonna ever you know blame anyone if you know they don't put in uh chetty osmond like deli like effort to everything we do but you know just having that kind of personal mandate that you're not going to put your name on something that's not or your your pen name on something that's not good (laughs) i just got a lot of respect for that so well done Well, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to do it for with it with with a, the breath of breath of fresh air that this team just pulled off today. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it, it got it was definitely, and I could tell with all of us, it definitely weighs down on you when you have to say yet again, well, how did they blow the game this time, or how did they? <laughs> and and you know, they were finding amazing ways to blow games. Yeah, <laughs> to get blown out of games. Yeah. Too. That's is too, anyone yeah. is anyone feeling better tonight than Austin Carr? By the way, uh, <laughs> I, this season was going to kill him. It was yeah. it, no, it was like he's in great health, but it doesn't matter, man. Like, I think he might have quit because I, I somebody said maybe it was you Nate that you think they made they made the front office might have talked to him about being so negative during the broadcast and yeah. and that because he was noticeably like toned down in that Orlando game. <laughs> Yeah, after yeah, like, but, but then he just kept of... getting more and more worked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I just wonder if you know, like that's the kind of thing where it's like, you know what? If these guys are gonna be like this, I I don't want to. I'm t- I'm too old for this bleep. You know? <laughs> yeah. So the yeah, it's on his Murtaugh list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you know. um Austin will never call out names. That's the thing. Like yeah. half the time, you know, he's like, damn it, LeBron, but he'll never say a player's name. He just says like the team, you know, Cavs got it. Cavs got it. He always keeps it to the team. So I think that's where he can get away with like when he's freaking out because 
he's not actually making it personal. But yeah. I mean, he knows he knows LeBron's out there throwing games, and it'll probably drive him batty. You know, all, <laughs> sure. I, all it drives all old, of us batty. Well, yeah, but I'm saying old play. Like if you read Joe Tate's book, there's some there's a lot more good insight about like the 70s and early 80s era Cavs than there is like the LeBron era. You you read about you know the crappy team buses they had to take, how they had to like share rooms with each other. Um, no one has shoe deals, you know, um, and it's just like you, you realize those guys that paved the way for the popularity that the NBA now is blessed with. And yeah, they probably have a lot of I mean, a lot of them probably respect LeBron and what he's done. But a lot of them probably are also like, man, that dude is spoiled. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, and I'm sure Austin's sitting here thinking like, God, this guy's got all the talent in the world and he's literally out here throwing games right now. Because he can't stand Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing is, is, LeBron's also a master PR. You know, it's like he was saying all the right things after every game. Like he just his milk toast little sound bites. He wasn't like Kobe. Like remember when the Lakers were using losing and Kobe was just like, like salting out. the earth like yes. every yes. night. <laughs> yeah, like, trade trade me. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Laker fans got over it real, or Kobe fans got over it real quick. Yeah. So there's a new Kobe in town. Oh, God. Yeah. Kobe. So let's talk about people who are pissed off today. So you got to think the Celtics are a little mad today. You got to think the Raptors are like, damn it. You yeah. I think Kobe is and Jordan are a little pissed. You Ice know. Cube is really pissed off today. <laughs> that was great. You see that tweet? He hated that trade. He's like, I hate this bleep trade. It was, it was not a good day for ice. Yeah. And then somebody tweeted, that was a Cavs fan, uh, quoted it and tweeted, today was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Julius Randle is like playing out of his mind this game. Well, I just looked at the box score and I realized that even though the Oklahoma City's down by 20, they only have one star tonight with Paul George. Oh, I guess okay. uh, Russ is out and Carmelo's out and uh they're st- they started uh Patterson and Felton, Felton yeah. and Hustis. Uh, Dude, the Western playoffs are going to be a bloodbath. Oh yeah. Because San Antonio's going to get right I bet you. And OKC is going to be the team. Oh, the top four in the West is brutal. Oh, my Houston. gosh. Houston. Oh, yeah, I Houston, mean, of course. But everyone knows that. I'm saying pretty much all season long, the narrative's been like, oh, oh it's yeah, not the, working the, out in OKC. It's like the, OKC Tim- has beaten every good team this year. Oh, the, yeah. Timber, the Timberwolves are really tough. Yeah, yeah. the Timberwolves aren't getting any fun. And either. they got, they're going to, they're about to sign Derrick Rose. So, well, that, that's going <laughs> to tell the. Sarcasm. Well, I mean, every every the Timberwolves like last night. I was just so blown away by how good Jimmy Butler is, <laughs> and I I know we talked about it on the pod last night, but he's ridiculous how good he is on both ends of the floor, like every single play. Yes, and then yeah. you realize that despite that, LeBron is on another level now. Yeah, today, yeah. now that and that's a, that's a thing. That gets lost in the stats and like, gets they lost. They were winning in... games despite spotting teams fifteen points a night with Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> did, did you guys see that stat where it was like it or from last night's game where it's net rating was like negative seventeen or something, and LeBron's was plus twenty three, and that's the only reason they won the game. 
Well, and then there were reports that IT was pouting at the end when he was substituted for defense in like overtime. Yeah. Are, you, are you kidding me right now, dude? Right. Like you're pouting about not being on the court for defense right now? Like holy crap. Yeah, I've I've never seen a more me first player that just didn't have anything to back it up. Yeah. I know. I know, like, we, remember how much gripe we gave Larry Hughes? He was not a me-first player. He just wasn't as good as we wanted him to be. Right, like, exactly. Isaiah Thomas is the worst player, worse than Yuri Welsh, that I've ever watched suit up for the Cavaliers. Yeah, like, Isaiah Thomas makes, setting. makes Ricky Davis look like a team player. Oh, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> totally. So, so guys, was there a, was there a, a, a trade you, that didn't happen that you, that you hoped would happen for the Cavaliers? What did they not get? I mean, obviously, no. There's no hard. trade that they didn't do that I wanted. I wanted George Hill. They got yeah. him, and then they added like three other guys that I'm kind of excited about. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm actually, I didn't think they'd have a shot at Larry Nance Jr., and I'm probably more excited about that. That the one guy I think Baysmore would have been nice, but I don't care because they got Larry Nance Jr., who literally think has enough upside he could be hanging in the rafters someday. Yeah. Like, really? Wow. I just you? think he could, you, he could be on this team for seven, eight years playing at a high level. How about you? Eli? How about how about you, Eli? For me, I uh, sticking with the Hawks. I thought they'd go for Deadman. I really thought that would be a good piece because he can protect the rim and uh, still provide enough three point shooting on corner threes to uh, be effective on both sides for super cheap. I mean, he's making like six million in the next two years, so. Well, he's got knocked out after this year, which he'll take, probably. Well, it's going to be a weird off season. Yeah, I was still hoping they would get um, Tyreek, but then I heard what the mm, yeah. what the Grizzlies were asking for, and I got to be honest, I kind of prefer Rodney Hood over Tyreek for that kind of a player, um, just because he can, bo- you know, he can score just as well. He's younger. He's not. He's got. Um, you know, I mean, he's the restricted free agent, also, but not I don't think it's gonna prone. and not nearly as 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 sort of high on himself either as a, as say Tyreek because I think Tyreek feels like he's going to get paid yeah. by somebody next year, whether it's Memphis or somebody else, and I think that'll be a mistake. Well, so a I mean, I like the were wondering what the hell Memphis was doing him. They shut him down for two weeks to trade him. And yeah. then the best offer they could get was two second rounders. And now they're like, well, we'll try and sign him with the mid level. And it's like, he's not going back to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you, are you guys surprised at all that, that more of the, of the, uh, contenders didn't make deals like Boston didn't make it. They stood, I mean, they picked up Monroe in the, in the buyout, but they, you know, and he started tonight for them, but Toronto didn't make a move. They, there was some, some thought that they might try to trade J, uh, Jonas for, um, for uh, DJ, uh, DeAndre Jordan. But then, I mean, not that the Warriors need to make a, make a move, but they didn't do they didn't think Houston didn't make a move, even though they threatened to, um, San Antonio didn't make a move. Like there's a lot of the contenders just kind of stood pat. Trade yeah, I, was shocked. I was actually shocked that Avery Bradley didn't get traded to the Thunder or the um, Spurs. I thought that was like a given to, yeah, because he's on a winter deal and you can you still have his bird rights if you trade for him. Well, so they like, apparently I, wanted the a first round pick for him too. That was yeah. the the rumor today, which, which, which I don't get. Like, yeah, if nobody's going to give you a first round pick, you got to take something, don't you? 
You think? Or, or even so like what's a, the what's the EG? What's the situation with uh, DeAndre Jordan? Because after um, they traded away uh, Blake, Blake, I thought, yeah. okay, they're going to rebuild, and then suddenly it's like they don't trade Jordan, and then they give so, Williams an extension. So what the what the Clippers are banking on is that they basically they're basically calling calling DeAndre bluff because DeAndre has been saying he's going to opt out and you know and be a free, and be a free agent cuz he's got an he could he could opt, opt in for another 20 some million I think next year but um but they're like look we don't think if you opt out the the market is going to be what you think it is for basically a a fairly one dimensional center yeah. and i'd agree so yeah so they're they're playing the they're playing the odds they're gonna say hey look fine if you want to if you want to opt out and leave the money on the table then see what you can get it it feels like almost like a almost like a like a, a bigger version of the jr situation you know when he opted out and it was like no one no one would offer him anything so the Cavs <laughs> paid him less overpaid. yeah, yeah but they paid him less. Yeah, yeah maybe well, that one year before the year before, right? Wasn't it the year before that? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, he got less. I he, he got a one-year deal. So yeah. The so other funny thing about that is, like, DeAndre Jordan. The other thing is, is I don't think DeAndre Jordan. The Clippers didn't want to take any money back past no. this year, and nobody's got expiring contracts they want to move. Like, well, the Cavs did, but well, that was they, it. Yeah. <laughs> And and I like Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson better than I like DeAndre Jordan. Oh, for sure. I mean, DeAndre Jordan is a very, very one-dimensional player. Yeah. Uh, maybe two dimensions. I, you know, I think Zach, Zach, Zach Lowe really kind of said it best because, like, some of the people that were, like, my one buddy that's like, I don't really, why are we, why are you asking me why I'm excited about this and stuff? He's like, what, you know, and it all just comes back to what does this do for us against the Warriors? I think Lowe said it best, like, you got to kind of like salvage the season and salvage the possibility that LeBron will remain here. You know, beating the Warriors is kind of like lower on your priority list right now. Right. And I think all of these moves, yeah, I mean, you could make some kind of case that, you know, maybe, you know, we lost a little bit of ceiling, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe actually our ceiling just went up. Oh, we I definitely totally got lesser names, but. I'm not convinced that our ceiling didn't also go up. I mean, Rodney Hood's a can ball, dude. Yeah. And I, I, I am hopeful as you guys are about Nance that, um, it's always good to have a guy that's just willing to do anything. Like Verja was that guy. And over time, he developed into not a bet, not a offensive liability, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing, so the other thing, like you were saying, you had to get to the point where you could at least win basketball games again. Like the Cavs couldn't even win a basketball game anymore. Like who yeah. cares about the Warriors games? They may not make the playoffs. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right. You, yeah. you have to have priorities at some point. So I, yeah, I totally, and, and you know what? The Warriors are vulnerable right now. They're not, they've got, they're definitely cracks in the armor and, a lot of people think Houston could beat them this year. So, like if they, they're only they're only up on they're only up by ten on on Dallas tonight. Yeah, in the beginning of the fourth. So, well, Dallas is Dallas is also without uh, without their point guard too. So, Yogi Ferrell. No, who did they trade? They traded. Uh, oh, Jameer? No, no, that was like that goofy three way deal. 
<sighs> oh, right. Uh, uh, McDermott? No. They got McDermott. Um, they got McDermott, but they traded away the old guy. To, uh, Devin uh, Harris. Devin Harris, yeah. Devin Harris, yeah. 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 Although so, Smith yeah. Smith Jr. is having a good game, he's got twenty two points. No, I I like him a lot, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, some chinks in the armor out there. So with the buyout market, uh, the Cavs have already intimated that they today that they were potentially saving a spot. It was like it was it was almost conflicting reports where some some people were saying, oh. Uh, um, Kendrick Perkins is on the team again. Like he's yeah. been called up, whatever. And in fact, Perk even tweeted something and then and then deleted it because <laughs> apparently he was like, "Nah, we're gonna wait for the dust to settle, big guy. Just yeah. just hold your horses." He probably read a fake logic count. It was like, "Yes, I'm back." And then he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh wait." Yeah, and <laughs> hey, you know what? I would I would not mind Perk in the locker room at all. They oh, need, I think he'll be. They there. need a locker room guy for sure. You know, make him a coach. Because a lot of these buyout guys are already. Hey, Perk like, was unplayable like three years ago. Yeah, but he laid out Jay Crowder. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. All right, you talked me into it. <laughs> well, some of the buyout guys have already been nixed. Like they, they're yeah, saying well, that, that was Ner- the, the other. Nerlens is not going to get bought out now. Like the Dallas is like doubling down and. You know, they must have caught wind of like, oh, you know, Cavs will still be looking. They have two roster spots open. They'll be looking for, you know, for buyout candidates. But uh, it doesn't sound like Lopez is going to get bought out in L.A. Oh, that was the other reason that a lot of people thought things didn't move because uh, because there was going to be so many buyout contracts and um, they didn't want to make a trade for when guys were just going to be there on the on the waiver wire. Yeah. Isn't Brandon Wright probably the best prospect that will get bought out for us? For yeah, the Cavs? Yeah. I like Brandon Wright. He's prospect, isn't he like twenty nine? Yeah. He's probably like twenty six or something, I think. Okay. Yeah, he, he actually has a very similar game to uh Oh shoot, he's thirty, my bad. He's got a <laughs> he's got a very similar game. Prospect. Well, I thought he meant prospects in terms of like targets. Oh, yeah. is that what you meant? Oh, okay. I thought you meant like up and coming yeah. Player. No, no, no. He's got a. <laughs> He's definitely a good rim protector. Yeah, uh, rim protector. A guy like all he does is finish lobs. Um, but he's a really good at it. Like one year he led the league in field goal percentage. Like he had a field goal percentage over seventy. Well, didn't you have a he game did... where he went like twelve of twelve from the field? I yeah. feel like I remember this. Yeah, and they were all they were all lobs. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, really good role man. He would be a nice fit. Because I feel like the Cavs still need one more big, um, yeah. But I'd like to see him get one more wing. Uh, who, if you could get somebody that's you know realistic on a buyout, Tom, who would you like? Huh. Corey All right, Brewer. give me the names. Of, give me the names of guys that you think will be bought out. Well, a couple of the Atlanta guys are probably going to get bought out, like Ilyasova and um, Bellinelli. and Bellinelli are going to get bought out. Most well, I likely. Like, I like both those names. Ilya Sova might be, or Bellinelli might be a little bit redundant with Korver. You can well, never... Ilya Sova's nice because he's 6'10". So and he, he can yeah. guard multiple positions, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I've always liked Ersan. You can never although... have too much shooting. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, but Ilya Sova's a pretty good he, shooter. He, he's no, not yeah, no, I like Ilya Sova. Yeah, he's like 36% from three-pointer. Yeah, no, he's had a good year. 
Like, Big Bellinelli. Bellinelli's more of a more of a Corver type shooter. I mean, he just yeah. you know needs needs a, an inch of space and can and can drain it. But he's actually only shooting a little bit better at thirty seven percent. All right, who else? Who else is on the buyout list? Joe Johnson, right? Joe Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I think we can um, pass on that one. Yeah, I'll pass on that. Boris Diaw. <laughs> Boris no Dio. way. He's yeah, he playing? Get, yeah. yeah, in France. He's coming back from France. He just got bought out oh of his French team. I I I gotta pass on Boris. <laughs> if, if it was 2014, hell yes. But uh, I kind of I kind of remember Boris's last couple of years. Even in San Antonio, he had he had lost a step or five. <laughs> are, there, are there any Nets that are going to get bought out? I don't, heard of Nets? I don't think so. I what think about a Tony are... Allen? Tony Allen. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I Tony Allen. I, 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 I would Tony do that Allen. if only because then after like seven years no. of saying we just need a Tony Allen type player, <laughs> I can say we probably get Tony Allen. I think yeah, Tony he, Allen. I think gone. he's going to. I think he's going to um, OKC. OKC. Oh, that'd yeah. oh, be great. I'd love to watch him just just destroy the Warriors. So he's <laughs> oh, actually. I've heard he's that. changing his nickname from the Grindfather to the Great Grindfather. <laughs> Oh my god! Because he's like thirty-eight now. Yeah, he's he's, he's not a spring chicken. That is amazing. <laughs> As a prospect too. Yeah, <laughs> prospector. Yeah, oh yeah I'm trying god. to think of who else. Um, there may be some Mavs. Uh, although I don't. Yeah, did, I don't know who I, on the of Mavs. all those guys you named. Ilya Sova sounds the, the Bulls. Most- the Bulls have to be buying somebody up. Well, they Tony Allen, I guess, right, and then. Do they they'll buy out a sheik, right? Or no? no well, no, I think they'll stretch they'll stretch Pam next summer probably. Right. Um <laughs> maybe Oh, no, they'll buy out Willie Reed. I mean, I don't know if you want a you know, a, a, a oh, domestic no. abuse guy, but he's six eleven. No, Willie Reed <laughs> won't get another contract. Sounds like a jazz player. <laughs> yeah. Willie Reed. Yeah. yeah. So um I thought it was weird they traded for Vonley today too. The Bulls. I actually really like Vonley, but that team has. So I do too, but I don't know how he fits in. Oh, there. is uh, Biombo going to get bought out? No, no, he that's leaks, way too he much. Leaks to make some, how about Joachim uh, Noah? Oh God! Yeah. No, Even though he's still owed that. like sixty no. million dollars. What about never, uh, what about never, Shabazz Muhammad? Oh yeah, he's yeah. getting bought out. Yeah. I like Shabazz's game. Yeah, I'd like. I'd go for that. Yep. Yeah, he's, Wilson Chandler. What's Shabazz like? Twenty five, twenty six. He's not yeah. that old. Yeah, Shabazz was the one where there was that college scandal over his age, right? Where suddenly it was like he was two years older than he had been saying. Oh, was that right? I know that happened to Biombo. I thought that happened to Shabazz Muhammad, too. Yeah, I don't know. But the funny thing about, like, we're talking about this, like, Shabazz Muhammad and Nerlens Noel both turned down, literally turned down, like, 80 million dollar contracts and are probably looking the NBA minimum. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah well, that's so, the new end. That's the new NBA. Yeah. Shabazz is a year older. He was like 20. He was 20 years old as a freshman in college. Yeah. But wasn't there something like over yeah, his birth certificate like a, was like a year. Yeah. 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 See, I'm right. Come on now. I, I'm, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, I know. So, so do we, some... do we think the bucks will buy out Dallas? No. Oh God! Yes, bring him back. Bring him back. Why not? Why wouldn't they? He's 
they got Malcolm Brogdon. They don't it's need like Dally. Third on the depth chart now. Yeah, Brogdon. he's yeah. still playing. Now for like eight weeks. But he's, uh, he's oh, yes. yeah, severely sprained ankle. Well, he's oh, four, right. four I weeks. About that. I would I love that. that. I would love to have Deli back. Oh yeah, I want my Deli back. Deli back. Deli back. <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> that was cruel and unusual. Yes, yes, it was. Between that and Nickelback, I mean, I, oh, I don't well, know. Well, uh, yeah, that's it. right. Well, this, the Kings already bought out or cut uh, Papa, Papa, Papa Giannis, right? Yeah. yeah, and Vince Carter's probably a buyout candidate for them. You know, Father Time is Methuselah. <laughs> yeah, I we, don't know we've already Bob been down that road. Yeah. Let's, we just got younger. Let's not get know, older. Let's not get older. Let's stay young. Unless yeah. it's Ilya Silva, who's what, 30? Yeah, oh, Ilya Silva's yeah. fine. He can still play. Well, he'll probably buy out Randolph, too, right? No, he's got a whole nother Oh, he's got 12. Hey, he's got, yeah. Ugh. Hey, I, I don't blame him. That was a lot of money at the end of your career. Yeah, that's true. I mean. Man, Shump, Shump will be on that team for a couple years, right? This year yep. and next, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll always have the. I don't get. I really don't get. Birthed his baby girl Iman in their bathtub. That is. Yeah. A, that was yeah. a fun story. I don't get what the Kings were doing. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> I don't either. But they just took on Joe Johnson, who they're going to buy out, and they took on Shump, who they probably can't buy out. Well, they, they still cleared, have the they Zach. They can't buy out eight million dollars worth of cap room for this summer. I to guess, but sign, man, to make another terrible signing. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably like no. Who's talking for? Oh, we lost it, Tom. Uh, what about Bogut again? <laughs> Bogut again. Um, yeah. Bogut. So we are yeah, almost. He got released by the Lakers. I mean, I mean, did he? But when he played, was he? Did he do anything? No, mm-hmm. he's he's no. done. Not really. Not really. He's done. And hey, according to him and uh, Spencer Hawes, there's a conspiracy against the only two conservative. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's more players. than. There's got to be more than two conservatives in the NBA. I'll, I'll, there's like 430 players. The Trumpkins. <laughs> there are only two Trumpkins. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you, Tom. <laughs> hey, David, what about what about Robert's your boy not, Kylo Quinn? Kylo, no, he's Kevin? not going to get bought out. <laughs> yeah, I that was a guy that was surprised didn't move because, like, you talk about a guy that's probably not going to be back next year. Just looking at the numbers, why wouldn't they move him? Plus, yeah, they just lost uh, the Zinger, so they're the probably Zinger. not making the playoffs. Yeah, that's no. odd. Well, they traded, and Ron and, Baker's out for the year now. Cause... And they went and grabbed Moutier, which... Yeah, because he'll help. Well, I he's Come only 21. On. You you take a flyer on him, you see if he's got anything, and then you move on. I, yeah, but I, now, I you have him, now you have him and Nicolina at the same position. Yeah, it's like, yeah they're both combo guards. You can play them together. I thought um, the Suns did a good move, but... A second round pick for Peyton. They get like a little bit of time to see if these legit shooting splits are still going to happen or not. Who I can't believe they. Uh, Alfred Peyton. Peyton. Oh, okay. I mean, who was a who was a first round draft pick who got traded lottery for pick. A, a terrible yeah for a, yeah, like a, second a low round second rounder yeah yeah and and his hair got traded for another second rounder. 
<laughs> okay, we're at almost two hours, guys. We gotta wrap this up. So, parting parting shot, e- eg. Um, I mean, I go back to what I said before, which is what I probably should have saved for the end. Which is, I'm just so happy that I can now watch the team that I love uh, and not cringe when any of the guys get rotated in. I just hope that and, and actually Tyra- love them. Yeah, and I just hope that that Ty Lu can figure it out how to coach these guys who, you know, who will be, I think, you know, a, a little bit kind of raw coming into the system. But the good news is that they're not. <laughs> That's funny. You think the Cavs run a system? I know, not a system. No, the system. No, the system of give LeBron the ball and got yeah. the hell out of the way and stand in the corner and shoot the ball. But to be fair. Again, it goes back to the guys that got rid of were guys that at one point in time were good that now just have egos and bruises and and slow slow feet. Yeah. And the guys that are coming in are young and hungry. It's exactly what I wrote in that opening for the, the, the live thread against the Wolves last night. They, they got hungry guys now. They got guys that – I mean, LeBron is the third oldest guy on the team now. So – Everybody else is these young guys that aren't aren't they're not so wet behind the ears that they aren't usable, but they are young and hungry. And that's, a good, in their prime. that's a good that's a good distinction there. Yeah, I think. That's so all and they all serve. Yeah, they all serve a purpose. They all have really good skills that very much complement what LeBron brings yeah. to a team, where he don't yeah. have to figure out. Okay, your turn, my turn. That he kind of had to figure out with Kyrie at the beginning, or that he would have had to figure out with it if it was still any good, but you know, the, it's that, okay, I'm the, I'm the big dog. I'm, I'm leading it, but I'm also the great one, probably the greatest uh, point forward the game's ever seen. I'm going to make sure you get the ball <laughs> in a position. Where you, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm in a ball. I mean, I'm saying that he passes and, and I'm going to get you the ball in a, in a position where you will succeed as long as you work hard and just do what, what's asked of you. And I think, I think they'll, these guys will be able to, I mean, it's going to take a little while. I mean, it, it, it's, they're basically going back to training camp in the, in the middle of the season with a whole new half of a team, but these guys all are probably excited to be on a playoff team, right? I mean, when's Jordan Clarkson or, I mean, I guess Rodney Hood is, and George Hill are probably the only guys that have been on one, right? So, you know, the, the young guy, the, the Laker kids haven't been on, any kind of playoff team before they've never had that experience. They got to be around Kobe for a, a season and get yelled at. Yeah. So that's going to be a different situation for them be now. Part of the Kobe farewell tour. Yeah. I just think I'm excited. I'm excited that they have guys that there's no longer an excuse for playing bad guys. Cause we don't have any more bad guys that, that are old and, and slow and egotistical and don't try on defense. We have young guys that, that do, and even the old guys that we have do, like Kyle Korver still tries hard. You know what I mean? So, Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, and, 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 you know, Jeff Green can throw it down. So feels like it's it's these are all the right moves, and, and probably we're, you know, we're more – probably the most excited about it in, in our little microcosm of the world because – We've lived with what each community. Well, because we've lived yeah. with what. Well, and I, I extend that out to all Cavs fans because we've lived with having to watch this team, despite you know the eighteen and one streak aside, they've crumbled before our eyes over the That's last 
That's quite a statement to make. The eighteen yeah. and one streak aside. No, but seriously, look. You look yeah, at that. I, I mean, I know. It's, that, that. How, how? I mean, that we forgot and not forgotten, but that's so far in the rear view. You know, and so much of that really came from the second unit being figured out and 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 becoming the best second unit. And the only thing the second unit's really lost, well, not the only thing. They lost they lost Channing and they lost Wade. But I think they'll more than replace those guys talent wise in the lineup with the guys they got. Did you see Channing's farewell tweet? I it was awesome. <laughs> Don't go over six. Over oh, six are going to trade. They'll trade your ass. ass. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. What a good guy. Yeah, oh, man, I'm going to miss him so much. Um, and and I was kind of touching on it earlier, but there's only four guys left from the championship team. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Um, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazier that even though there's four guys left of the six guys they traded away today, only two of them were on. We're we're on that on that team that won it all. Yeah, and you know, I, as much as you said about Chumpert, I still love every single guy on that team because I know, I know you have to. You know, I know. I'm not saying the, I don't. The, the funnest I, thing I, I ever watched in my life. You know, yeah. yeah, man, that was that was really that was your finals, Nate. Oh, it was. I was. I, it, yeah, you called it. It, it wasn't just me though. I mean, I just felt like the whole. No, it was, it was... just you. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> no one else believed. No, I don't mean like... the believing in them. I just like when they got to Game Seven, everybody's like, "Holy shit, this is possible!" And yeah. it's like the entire. I mean, it was a love affair. Cleveland was in love with that team and with itself for that entire summer. Like it was the summer of Cleveland. Summer. I felt like yeah. that. It was, and it was awesome. And I, I'm getting actually, I'm, I'm, I'm getting Tearing a little misty eyed. But I'm, I'm gonna miss Shumpert. I'm gonna miss Channing Fry. You know, but I'm really excited to watch this new team again. So, you know, I asked for a parting shot, uh, E.G., and you gave me the whole, the whole magazine. So, all right, <laughs> that was no, my magic okay. bullet. Yeah. Or my, my yeah, my magic clip right there. Yeah, there you go. I just unloaded it. Eli, parting shot. Um, just want to throw a shout out to all our listeners internationally, especially in Japan, because RC Kim is probably going to give Tom crap. <laughs> 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 but um, my parting shot is, you know, we the high school football coach always told me about attitude and effort, and that's the one thing any athlete can control in their own destiny. And I think uh, the trade we made today brings in a slew of guys that will have a better attitude and effort than the guys we shipped out. So um, I'm looking really forward to like almost everyone in Cavs fandom, but I really think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, like Zach Lowe said, you know, it gives us a, at least the fighting chance, and we the Cavs are swinging um, with with everything they got for this uh, playoff run that's going to come up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I'm really, yeah. I mean, my parting shot is just, this is a two hour podcast <laughs> and there's like a 30 second bit where Nate, um, eats crow and basically says on so record that I was and right and he was wrong. Yeah. So if you can find that, <laughs> uh, bookmark it. <laughs> no. And, I, uh, <laughs> I was saying I was right. Dan Gilbert realized he was wrong. 
So he made you right. <laughs> Maybe. I, I'm, I'm excited about the possibilities. I have some reservations about the coaching, but you know yeah, what? Yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Hey, Dan Gilbert's not afraid to s- spend money. Maybe we'll see Fizdale next year. Yeah, maybe. He liked the moves today, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um Oh, I had I had a parting one more parting shot, but I can't remember what it was. I'm so dang tired. So I'm I'm oh yeah, I'm glad they got all this done. Kevin Love, still part of the team. Uh yep. yeah, yeah. Brooklyn I mean my favorite cab right now, still part of the team. Brooklyn pick, still part of the team. Um yep. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. Still part of the team. So well, and, then, and then of course the story came out today that the Cavs never approached LeBron about waiving his no trade clause. That was fake news. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-oh. Whatever. <laughs> you know, you don't know. So there you go. But it's, uh, fast, it's gonna be a fun season. As always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. <laughs>